You know who I'm a big fan of is uh, Billie Eilish. Yeah, I like those songs. Those are good songs. I thought she was a lot older because, you know, a couple Google searches of some inappropriate things, you know, makes me, makes me lose my family, makes me lose my professional bowling career, but hey, what can I say? I'm the bad guy. For advertising opportunities for the following show, email us at cornerpubsports at gmail.com. It's time for the best pubcast around, Corner Pub Sports. The gang is all here gathered around the bar to bring you their opinions on the latest sports topics while drinking their favorite brews. Follow the gang on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Corner Pub Sports and on cornerpubsports.com. You can also join in the conversation by texting 267-277-3406. Now, grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. Hi, I'm Brian Prob from the Philadelphia Flyers. You're listening to Corner Pub Short. Corner Pub Sports. What is up, everybody? Corner Pub Sports coming at you here live on a Friday night, like we always do, at the pub, hanging out, getting ready to start a podcast, the thing we call a podcast, pubcast, whatever you want to call it. If you're watching on Facebook Live, we thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, of course, if you're downloading the show on iTunes, Stitcher, tune in. What's the, the other one? one? What's the other one? Yeah, ah, fuck that. Ah. <laughs> we, thank you, we thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Uh, Mark is, uh, is is starting to show off with us in a second. Mike's going to be joining us in a second. Uh, what's up, Mark? Yo, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Hello, Hello, Mark. Mark Polsky. What's up, Facebook? There we go. Gar- Gary, and, Gary and Ryan on here, too. And Mike's, Mike's in the staging area. I'll, I'll bring Mike on in a second. But, uh, Happy Friday, guys. Yeah, man. We, we, well, He's we, in the bullpen. Yeah, hey, Mike's in the bullpen. Oh, speaking of bullpens, we got we got some baseball to get to. But first, uh, also want to let you guys know we have Bob Cooney, uh, 97.5 The Fanatics. Bob Cooney will be joining us about 45 minutes or so. Um, he'll be joining us because we're going to talk some Sixers with Bob because, uh, yeah, there's gonna, there's some. Yeah. He's actually going to show up this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Don't show us the moonwalk of Bob Cooney. That's right. And, and of uh, course, you know, with uh, – with the Sixers, there's there's some stuff we have to get to with them because they they made some moves that I think, I think we're all I think we're pretty pretty all uh, pretty much all happy about it. Uh, so why don't we uh, find out what uh, everyone's drinking? What are you drinking, Mark? Uh, I was drinking uh, tequila and I've switched to wine, but I'm actually empty right now. I gotta fill up. Yeah, you gotta You're drinking it. wine. Yeah, I was drinking wine. Yeah, you gotta fix that. So, go ahead. So, 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 Mark, does does the sand hurt? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I'm filling up now. I'm getting filled up. The sand. What sand? Look, the, sand the sand in your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you walked right into that. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. It was like glass, don't it? <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, it's the seeds that get me. <laughs> the seeds. The shell gets stuck in there. Uh. Oh, fucking right in the pussy. <laughs> fucking baby jellyfish. It stinks. Oh shit. Fucking stinks. You can't tell if it's the smell of the ocean in your vag. It stinks. It stinks. Ugh. It stinks. <laughs> oh man. Pretty little man pussy. And uh oh double wide surprise. <laughs> Was she a great big fat person? So we got uh we got I love uh, when the show, I love what the like when the show starts and we just met, we just mention shit that goes on in the threads during the week and like people <laughs> listening have no idea no. what we're talking oh, about. Oh they had any idea. Oh my god. <laughs> uh well I'm drinking uh I'm drinking yards uh pale ale. Pale ale. Gary, what do you got? The Yangling Floyd. All right. So you're asking how him, is it, bro? You're asking him yeah, about the Santa's that? vagina? But, but I mean, hey, after a couple, after a couple, it's not bad. The first one, I was like, ooh. Well, oh, at least good. he's not passed out at this point. I what? mean, give him some credit. He's trying. It's true. That's true. That's oh true. boy. Oh, double IPA. Mm-hmm. Was it Fagley's? Oh, d- yeah. Fagley's. Is that in the bar in Philly? Oh, that's oh. a bro. Nah. <laughs> we'll find out what Mike's drinking in a second. I can't see him. I, I can see him, but I can't see him. I can see him at the corner there. And uh, Ryan's got a rum and coke, so. <laughs> What's that? Could be a pedophile named Hegley. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he's just. Ha- Halloween's his, his special time of the year. All right. Yeah. All right, we're going to let you go, Mark. We're going to bring Mike on. All right, brothers. All right, thanks Have for joining. It's good to see you, brother. Nice you seeing you, man. Mark. Enjoy your night with your wife, man. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you guys. All right, see Peace. you. Yeah, Mark just wanted to jump on. Went to uh, bring him on real quick. Let's bring Mike in here. What's up, Mikey? Uh, there we go. What's up, Mike? What's going on, guys? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, I, you know, I, I come on, you know, I, I make it on time. I rush to get on here. I see my spot's been taken. I'm like, fucking Mark, fuck that guy. <laughs> I left. <laughs> and then I got my headphones and came back. Yeah, he's drinking, fucking wine. he's drinking wine, too, Mark. Too, too Mike. What the, the wine? Yeah. It's like a wine bar. This isn't a wine bar type of show. I agree. Come on, Paul. Wine is higher in alcohol content than beer is. It's a, he's a pussy. Matter. He's oh, a pussy. That's true. Yeah. And how many glasses of wine have you had in your life, Gar? I mean, I'd rather not drink it. I don't like it. Yeah. But I will drink it if that's all there is. Yeah, I'll bet you would. You no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, I got a call yeah, for it. No, I don't know, bro. If it's between wine or water, he's drinking wine. Drink water. water. No. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I might have no, I'm, I'm, guy when he came by with water. I might have to. Hey, Mars on the thread now. I might have to go with. Uh, <laughs> I might have to go with Ryan on this one. I think you're drinking water, man. I don't think you're drinking wine. All right. Now you know what? Because right before the show, we were talking about Sopranos, and uh, Ryan's rewatching it. Didn't we talk about this last week? Maybe we did. Or yeah, after. at the fire. Or was it? At, oh, at the oh, fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I said there. Were, you know, I would uh, during the beginning of this pandemic thing. You know, sitting home and watching watching Sopranos and uh, rewatching, I should say, and got a nice glass of wine next to me. I don't know why. I just felt like it was fitting. You know. 
a nice glass of wine. Yeah, <laughs> a nice glass of wine. It was good, man. But I no. can't do it. I, I, I can't do it. Yeah, no, it's not my. Uh, I get all dehydrated, bad headache, and all that shit. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let, let's let's get into the World Series real quick, and because uh, we we have a little bit of time before we have Bob on, so I want to cover some stuff. World Series uh, new champion was crowned since the first time since what 1987, I think they won or 1988. That's crazy because they've been they've been relevant and like in the playoffs seemingly for 15 years now. They they've been they've been the favorite probably the last five. Yeah, they've been the highest uh, payroll, I think the last six years, I believe, um, and and finally got to the World Series and, and finally won it. And um, yeah, that's their third appearance in the past four years. Yep. City Angels, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I got to be honest. Like, if it wasn't for COVID, I don't think there's any difference in the stands with those fans. They, they would have been leaving by the seventh inning anyway. Like they always do. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought it was interesting when we had Dykstra on a couple what, a couple months ago. I guess at this point, two months ago. He said the same thing because remember we we always talked about that like L.A. fans suck. Yeah, he's like, no, it's you're right, you're absolutely true. Like it, it's 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 true. It's uh you know they they show up late and leave early, and uh, I think there was someone Scott Air. I had Scott Air uh, on and, and on the other show, and uh, he said the same thing. He goes, yeah, you seventh inning, you turn around, you see taillights in the parking lot. It's like yeah, um, Brett Meyer said the same thing. Yep. City yeah, so, bags. Uh, I mean, that's like, a championship, which is I, why I rooted against them every year. I mean, yeah, like, they were I'm overdue. Not, I'm not saying like the Dodgers deserved to win, but like it, it was. I'm glad Kershaw got a ring. Yeah, but uh, but besides that, yeah, besides that, like, I, that, I, dude, yeah. I didn't want. I didn't watch one second of it. How how bad does it make the uh, Red Sox look for trading Mookie Betts? They, well, I mean, they, they, it's not like they wanted to trade Mookie Betts. They, they needed the shed payroll. I mean, that was a salary dump. I love that fucking but, name. But there's actually, like, there's actually fans of Boston who still defend the trade, though. Like, how can you think, how can you think you're better off without one of the best players in baseball? They're not better off. I mean, they, they, that was a straight salary dump. That was a, we can't afford to keep this guy. We screwed up with overextending Every, ourselves. Or we, we went all in, and now we're, you know. Now we gotta basically, but the Red Sox will be all right. But like the, a year or two, they'll they'll figure it out because that's what the Red Sox do. Yeah. Well, the Red Sox will, will also get under the under the luxury tax for a couple of years, and then they'll go ramp it back up and start spending you know a billion dollars. Well, the, the, yeah. the one thing about the World Series is that I that I'll always remember um, is um, Dave Cash coming out and pulling the pitcher. Pulling, pulling Blake Snell, he had five and a thirds innings, pitch nine strikeouts. He they couldn't hit him. Uh, I think he had two hits given up against him, something like that. Nine strikeouts, seventy something pitches, and he comes out and pulls him, and then they, they immediately score and they took the lead, and that was the end of the uh, that was the end of the series. Yep. And, and analytics are ruining. Not only baseball, the ruin the ruining sports, in my opinion. I, I mean, they are. They're, 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 you know what it's. The analytics ruining baseball by fucking up somebody who's doing really well. But the other thing is, and sorry to cut you off, right? But they, I, I, I think the game started at eight, yes, something like that, yep. maybe eight fifteen. It was eleven fifteen at night, 
a 2-1 ball game. A 2-1 ball game. And it was the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. A game's supposed to last two and a half hours. Right. Back in the day, it lasted two and a half hours. It's a 2-1 ball game last two. This is three hours and they're in the eighth inning. Yeah. That's, um, and baseball is the, like, I understand analytics. Like, I get, I get that. Like, I get using them. I get using the percentages. But there comes a point, especially baseball, of the four major sports, I'm not saying any of us can do it, but of the four major sports, baseball's the easiest to manage to coach. It's a gut feeling. It's knowing your personnel. It's it's a feeling like, okay, this guy's wheeling and dealing. I'm not yeah, taking not, You know what the I'm thing is? Taking, I don't care what the percentages say, going through the lineup the third time. I'm not taking them out. You're right, Ryan. I mean, think about it. In football, you're drawing up plays. Mm-hmm. You're subbing guys in and out on the defensive line and, and making sure you got the schemes. In basketball, you're drawing up plays that last two minutes, this and that. You're you got the the whiteboard and you're you're drawing up the different plays. You're subbing guys in and out who are tired. You got to recognize all that. In in hockey, you got lines that you're doing in line shifts and and you know pulling guys and and, and doing this and that. Um, baseball, you're setting a lineup and running with it. Right. You're, you got a pitcher that's running, you know, you run with them. You should run with them longer. If the guy's doing well, you'll leave them in. Right. And then if okay, starts getting they, hit hard, you, you take them out. All right. right so this, this guy's pitch counts up. They got a power hitting right hander coming up. I'm bringing in my best left hander. Like it's, it's, I mean, my best right hander. Like it's not, it's, it's not, not hard to, no. to manage baseball. It's not rocket science. No. So stop trying to split the atom. It's the purest game ever. Like it's, it's like it, the game's been played the same way for a hundred years. Stop trying to change. It. I, I was gonna say yeah, yeah. I have a coworker who who I mean baseball officiate like everything. He knows minor leagues. Like he knows all these players in the minors. He he's he tunes in once in a while, uh, Chris. Um, but he he basically said the same thing. He goes, baseball has survived for 150 years without all these computers and and, and analytics and and launch angles. Just. It's a, like like you said, right? It's a simple game. Get on base, bring them home. That's the game. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's that. That's it. And and when your ace has seventy pitches and is dealing and gives up a base runner, you leave them in. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a shame. And I guess it was the whole like going third, going through the, thir- the lineup for the third time. I guess that was the whole thing. You know what? I was the, yeah. That, you can, apparently, you can, that's what they said. They didn't want um they didn't want them facing the the going through the lineup for the third time. That's fine. You can die on that hill because now you just lost the World Series. And and that that decision was questioned by everyone. I mean, current players, former players, everyone was like, why? It, this, this makes no do you sense. Consider, do you consider firing him? I don't think they'll fire him. But no, I'm you the, have, I'm, what I'm would they have, like the fourth the lowest payroll in baseball and they made it to the game six yeah. of the World Series? What, let the thought cross your mind? Bruh. You can't. No, you can't. You can't fire somebody for one bad decision that you know motivated a team that had no business being there. Mm-hmm. You and know, they, granted, they were, a shortened season. Granted, you know the hot they, team. They were the best you know, team. They were, but, they were the best. I think yeah. they had the best record in baseball through the sixty games. They were, but they were forty and twenty. The mm-hmm. Dodgers were two games better. Mm. Look at his best team in AL then, and they yeah. beat the Yankees by what nine games in the in the AL East, something like that. Beat, and then it's funny that this happened because a decision that was made in the series with the Yankees kind of decided that series. When um, 
who's a uh, Boone decided to start a bullpen guy and then bring like his supposed oh, the, starter uh, in yeah. the second inning yep. and like and it just didn't work out and they lost game two and that 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 kind of tilted mm-hmm. that series mm-hmm. i just want to remind everyone who's watching on facebook live uh they added a feature there's a there's a bell in the in the top right hand corner i believe if you click on that bell it, it'll allow you to to uh uh, get notifications every time we we go live, uh, which is every week. Um, but yeah, there's a little notification bell on on the top right hand corner somewhere. Uh, so just click on the bell, and uh, that way you'd be alerted when when we're live. So just want to throw that out there. But um, uh, speaking of analytics, and, and I don't want to spend too too much time on this. But we have a lot to get to tonight. But uh, we're doing an SSDS, right? Oh yes, yeah. we are. Yep. Minds involved in the World Series. Okay. Nice. All right. Um, uh, Tony La Russa has just been rehired oh, yeah. hired as the Chicago for the Chicago White Sox. Pretty much the manager who brought analytics to the game, I think. Um, you know, say what you want with the whole thing about you know the pitcher batting eighth and all that stuff. But now he's in the AL, so he doesn't have to do any of that. Uh, I don't know what you guys think. I mean, he's been away from the game for like I don't know eight years, something like that. So back with the years? back Holy with the shit. White Sox yeah. and the White Sox to me were. They they're they're a good team. They're a nice young team. I think they have a lot of potential. I think that's. I don't know. What happened to their old manager? I guess they fired him. I I don't. I didn't even know they had an opening. I had no idea. Yeah. I think it's a terrible decision. Terrible. Yeah. This man is seventy-eight years old. Um, with today's players, like you, you know, it's changed. They're different. Um. How does a seventy-eight year old relate to twenty-four year olds? Like I, I just, I don't see it happen with his attitude. The way he, he doesn't bend; it's his way or the highway. Tony Larusa was a great manager for a long time. His time is gone, if you ask me. I think this is a terrible hire. Yeah, um, I don't get why. Why would a seventy-eight-year-old want to manage? Yeah, and and like yeah, I mean. 78 if you're kind of already with a team for a little bit, but starting with a new team at 78, yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. Apparently, uh, Renteria, Rick Renteria, the, the, the coach for the White Sox, they agreed to part ways, mutually agreed to part ways, which means uh, he, he, got fired. he was fired. And basically what it came down to apparently was um, when they made the playoffs, they had an early exit, and apparently some of his decisions in the playoffs did not go too well. So, But it was the first time they made the playoffs in, like, God knows how long. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, good luck with the 78 year old. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, um, I, I agree. And, uh, uh, just to close out baseball, um, there's a poll we put up on corner Plus sports on Twitter. If you had only one choice, which the Phillies may only have one choice of doing, would you rather sign JT Realmoto or revamp the pen? Revamp the pen. See, and Gar, when I voted, that's what I said. And then immediately it hit me. <clears throat> I'm sure you see the comment if you look at it. I'm signing JT because if you don't have a catcher, it doesn't matter what pitching you have. I hear you, but you did have a catcher and you had the worst bullpen ever. All right. That, that's a good point. A good point, but I mean, I, caller has a point. I, I, don't, I don't know if I don't know if a catcher's. I get that the catcher's calling the pitches, but if you got a good pitcher, 
if you got a good enough bullpen pitcher, it may not matter what pitchers are being. Yeah, called. If, if you're going to ask me what I would sacrifice, I would sacrifice offense for for pitching easily. Uh, pitching is so hard to find, mm-hmm. and I, I think I would I would I would spend the money because uh, Hand was was released by the Indians. He he went through waivers. No one picked him up. He was going to make ten million. So now it's, I believe it's negotiable at this point. If I'm the Phillies, I mean I'm going after him. Uh, he he was fantastic last year. They they like go of him because they were you know same reason salary cap reasons or um, financial reasons salary cap. Just... <clears throat> there we go. I feel better now. Um, all right, all right. So if you revamp the deep the, the the bullpen, are you signing Didi? I think he might yeah, be I able to. He yeah, he might be able to. Here's the thing too. Yeah, so... He he wants two hundred million dollars reportedly. And McPhail had a press conference today and said. And, and whatever, you, that was a waste of time. They should, they should have never fucking. They should have yeah. never traded for him. So it was a mistake trading for him. So yeah, especially with my six, thing is six, though, yeah. the only thing I was going to say is um, Ryan. The, the the thing is is that yeah, you're sacrificing the offense, but you could get a good defensive catcher for cheap. You can get a uh, good defensive we're, that manages the pitchers for cheap. I, I, I hear you, Mike. But from a Phillies perspective, what was the last one they had since Ruiz? Um. Yeah, I mean Ruiz was the last one. Well, I mean, how many years has it been? Ten. No. Has it? About that, they went to the World Series in '09. Like, I mean, he was here. Until, yeah, but Chuch was with them until like twelve or something. So it's been probably oh, about eight years. Oh, yeah. Who did, who do they have? They had Alfaro for like a year or two. They had yeah, they had they had Chuch until like fourteen, I think, two thousand fourteen or something like that. And, and what they have? It was Joseph, did Joseph catch or something? Yeah, Tommy was Joseph, Alfaro. Uh, Andrew Knapp, of course, was the starter for a little bit, and there was some, there was someone else. I'm, I'm forgetting, big guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you start Andrew Knapp, but I'm saying that, like, because I don't think Andrew Knapp's a good defensive catcher either. That's what I mean. That like, and like, I, I get it. Like, 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 they need pitching, but JT does everything. That there's nothing he doesn't do. Like, not just good. Like. You can't he's, run on him. He calls best. a great game, and he and he's a good hitter. Yeah, how many runs did he save? Right, right. Yeah, I, people. man, he calls a great game, but Nola Wheeler lost their last three starts each, so they lost the six of the biggest, but, the deepest starts. So but Nola lo- loses in September for the his whole career. Yeah, but that's my point. So, what, what difference does it make whether it's JT or Nat that's back there if Nola's going to lose his last three starts and blow, mm-hmm. blow it in September? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I hear you, and I, I love, point. I love JT. I'd love to sign him, but they fucked up. They fucked up trading for him. Yeah, they probably should have kept six though. We'll see. and the money. We'll see. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see what. Well, six of turns out to be because it, it, he showed some flashes uh, last season. They kind of got blown up towards the end there. I think his ERA ended up being over over four or five. I think it was close to five, I think, by the time the season ended. But, again, it's a you've same, seen, You've seen size something, though, man. Yeah, I know. You, you, you've seen something in him. Yep. Yeah, and, and we didn't see it with Spencer Howard. <laughs> no, that's another thing that hurt. Yeah. He couldn't even stay healthy, though. It, it might be a little unfair. No, right. It's just that. Like on the surface, you've seen something from Six, though. You didn't see it from Spencer Howard, and you're not going to sign JT. Like, so mm-hmm. it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, it's it's frustrating for sure. Do you, why don't we Why don't we do SSCS now? Sound good? All right. 
All right, let's, that's let's, fine. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do SSC. You want me to start off since I got the World Series related one since we're in baseball? Sure. Seeming swallowing cocksucker of the week. And this is why. You cocksucker! I'll punch you in the mouth! So my seeming swallowing cocksucker is Justin Turner. Good one. Game six of it's the World true. Series. In the middle of the game, he tests positive for COVID. Immediately gets pulled, right? And then comes back out to celebrate. No mask, nothing. Takes pictures with with the players and says, look, I get that he's been hanging out with them. I get that he was with them five, you know, an inning before that. It's a bad fucking look. It's a real bad look when people are dying. And it's like, it's just, why? Why did you need to, like, you want to do it in a clubhouse or something? You want to figure out a way to do it in closed behind closed doors or whatever, fine. But, yeah, you're an asshole. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know. That, that's all. Yeah. That, that's all I got. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm kind of on the other side. Like, they're all already exposed. They've been around them constantly. Like, like, how often does he get the chance to win a World Series? He wanted to celebrate. And I'm sure, like, it wasn't him just coming out. I'm sure there was a conversation. I'm sure the players knew and all the players said, fine, fuck it, come on. The players, but, I mean, it, it looks bad on TV. The it look, looks bad. The, yeah, the look, I agree with that. Like, it's a bad, bad look. I mean, you could, yeah, I mean, you could take the other side, and I, I get it, and I can respect that, but, you know, from my side of things, it just looks, you know, for me and, and a lot of other people, it just... It just looks bad. Yeah, so. ba it looks bad for baseball. It looks bad for him. It looks bad for the team to allow him to come out. With, with I, I, I agree. I think I thought it was a terrible look. Now, Ryan might be right. Ryan probably is right that they would have already been exposed to it. But now oh, they definitely were. But now knowing that he has it, and then you're allowing him to. Yeah, nah, that's just. It was just. It was foolish. It was foolish to be honest with you. So, uh, Gary, go ahead. Well, mine is country uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence saying if the Jets were to draft him, he'd, he'd bow out of the draft. Speaking of COVID? Yeah. Yeah, also has COVID, right? Yeah. yeah. So why do you have a problem with that? Yeah, why? Well, I mean, you're 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 a superstar. You're a superstar. Who cares who the number one team is that gets to pick you? If they're able to pick you, that's who you play for. My only thing with that, I like – the Jets have been a absolute train wreck of an organization. They're, they might be the worst run team in football, honestly. Um, For what, fifteen years? It's been a long time. It's I mean, since Herm Edwards left, really. Well, they had a couple years. And even then, I mean, they Ryan, had, like they only had like a year or two that were like half decent. They went. Like, right, not, they went to back to back AFC Championship games. With Rex, Rex Ryan, yeah. Oh, Rex Ryan, that's right. Yeah, with that's Rex right, Ryan, that defense and, and butt butt fumble. Um, yeah. So, Man, and then they, they fell off a cliff. They were really bad. They made their suit, and then they were really bad again. I mean, I'm, I'm, I understand him feeling that way, but don't come out now and say that. He, he hasn't said it. Yeah, he did. No, he – yes, he, he did. He, he didn't come out and say that per se. He came out and said, no one said that I'm coming out for the draft. I can always go back for my last year. That's what he said. So, and then he said that the Jets, the team that he has now could beat the Jets. Well, he did say that. Yeah, he <laughs> well, there, there's that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I, I guess mean, I guess in so many words he probably he did, did say it. it. But so yeah, I mean, I'm 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you on this. I mean, you're the number one pick. You're, you know, I, I was, I hated when Eli did it. I yeah. thought it was a dick move. I, I don't like the, um, you know, I'm John taking my ball going to. John Elway did it too. He did? Elway. Yeah. He told, he told the coach, if you, the Colts, if you draft me, I'm going to play baseball because the Yankees also drafted him number one. Kobe Bryant did it too. No, he didn't. Right, right, right from high school to he, he was traded, but he didn't demand to not want to play with the Hornets. Well, then he did he not demand that? No, he, he didn't demand it. Go to Japan? No, no, no. He was drafted by the Hornets, and they traded him to the Lakers. He never demanded, like said, I wasn't playing for the Hornets though. I thought he threatened to go to Japan. I don't remember that. I don't remember that 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 far. I don't have any. But, I, I don't have any problem with Lawrence saying this because. The Jets, like I said, are the, are the worst team ran organize, you know, organization eh, uh, in basketball, and um, they're going to ruin his career. At least with the Bengals, yeah, like as bad as the Bengals were, they had some talented pieces around where you can say, all right, they're, they're drafted, they're just having bad luck. You know, the defense, and, and they haven't been that bad for a long time. The, the Bengals' defense was pretty good a couple years ago. So, like, you know. I mean, look. Yeah, like, look at Sam, I'm sorry, Sean, but look at Sam Darnold. Like, I'm not saying Sam Darnold was a stud, like, or should be a stud, but Sam Darnold's not as bad as he looks with the Jets. Dude, what if... You can't look good when you're in your back. What if, what if, uh, what if the, the Steelers, who didn't draft a quarterback, make a trade for Sam Darnold to replace Big Ben? All right, I, Juju, Juju yeah. that's Juju's old quarterback. Yep. Oh, interesting, yeah. I think that Darnold would thrive in that system. What do you think Pittsburgh would have to give up? Third rounder? I don't think if they draft Trevor Lawrence, they're not going to give up much. Yeah, third round, probably a fourth rounder, honestly. Hmm. Everyone's going to know. I mean, you, you lose all your leverage at that point, right? Yeah, well, you know what? They could be a bidding war because, well, I mean, depending on what Dallas wants to do, I mean, maybe Dallas is. That's true, too. But uh, you, you don't think honestly, they're going to. The, the Dallas is going to get Fitzpatrick. The team that, that, that I think look out for with the Trevor Lawrence thing, the Patriots. Patriots? Nice. Really? <laughs> I'll play some, play some Halloween songs in the background, yeah. Yeah, I think the – I think, like, you know how this, the, the Patriots do things. Um, I think they would sell the farm – if they had to to get Trevor Lawrence, yeah, that that gives Bill Belichick another quarterback for his dad. He wants to, you know, in the back of his mind, he wants to rebuild this thing without Brady. Hey, it, it, I tell you what, there's one thing that that comes to mind about that is, it's not like the Patriots don't know how to operate without draft picks. They've right. done it before, yeah. getting suspended or getting uh, fined and losing picks and stuff. Yeah. Um. You want me to go, Ryan, or you want to go last? Yeah, you go. You go. Mine is Todd Gurley. Uh, for what he did last week, <laughs> at the end of that game, not not the last, not Thursday night game. He's on uh, my fantasy team. The Sunday night, the Sunday game. <laughs> he, Same here, Mike. They, um, the, the, the Falcons are, for those who missed it, I don't, it was crazy. The, the Falcons are going for a game-winning drive. <laughs> Only the Falcons. No, they were, they were already winning. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. No, they were down like 
One or two. It was, they were down by one. They were down. The field goal would have won it for Right. Okay. One first cigarette, guys. Okay. So the uh, they're, they're going down the field. They're marching down the field. It's like, I don't know. I think it's first down or something like that. And there's plenty of time. There's a minute left. And the other team, I don't think they had any timeouts left. No, well, th- there, no was, there was enough to where it was it was a situation where if he got the first down, they it was could over. Ice it. But it was he over. needed to get the first down to ice it. So basically, he got they, the first down. Yeah, basically, what they were going to do is get the first down, sit on the ball, let time run down, kick a game winning field goal, a chip shot from the two yard line, and win the game. Did you hear, like, Matt Ryan was mic'd up? Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, so, so they're in the huddle, and the first thing he says is, don't score. Oh, he said it? Yep. Yes. Oh. Don't yep. score. Whatever you do, don't score. Don't score, all right? Don't score. And wow. first play, hands off the girly. Girly, for some, I don't know why the defender was even holding him up, but the defender goes to well, grab him and lets him go. You can see if you watch the replay, he lets him go and holds his hands out. Like, what am I doing? That's because, but that's because the Lions were told to let them score. Right. That's what I mean, though. Well, if like, they got they, the first yeah. down, let them score. Right. Right. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, so why did he? Uh, so why did he do that? Right. So why did he grab him? But then he had a brain fart too, and let him go. And you see him yeah. let him go. Like, all right, go ahead, do whatever you're gonna do. And Gurley, like, it was like the most awkward thing ever. Like, tries to like, he's getting ready to go in the end zone. He's, oh wait a minute, what am I doing? tries to put the brakes on and just kind of like falls like a his momentum basically like stops him and, and you know he he didn't even he didn't even like cross the goal line it like the ball touched the white like he like even fell or something tried to fall to his knees and the oh, ball touched like past the white which made it a touchdown well, and apparently there's an incentive in his contract if he gets past a certain amount of I think it's 10 touchdowns which he's got Oh jeez! Yeah, he leads yeah, the league. Yeah, but you know what? He he was trying to stop on that. No, like, he was. But, yeah, but like the way it looks, like it, like you were saying with the baseball thing, like just the look, Mike. Like it looked, you know what I mean? Because he's got, I think it's a five hundred thousand dollar bonus if he gets ten. Mm. I think it's ten touchdowns. Okay. And that that he he had one last night, so I think he's at he's at like seven now. Right. So, yeah, that was it was. Um, I thought he just looked like an idiot. Like I, yeah. This is know, uh, this is Miley. Especially if you said don't score, yeah. This is Miley Cyrus singing "Zombie." I think it's dude. She's doing a Metallica cover album. Dude. I, heard, I heard, yeah. She, I think she pulls this off pretty well. So do I. I haven't heard this one. I love her voice, dude. I, really? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'd still lick her butthole. Hmm. Yeah. Alright, let her dad so, watch. I guess let, you're up, right? Let her dad watch and sing I keep break your heart to me. <laughs> Alright, so um mine is not sports related. Um if anybody knows what's going on in the city of Philadelphia, um I live literally five minutes from where all the looting's going on and shit. Um so my SSCS is it's two of them actually. It's Mayor Jim Kenny. Bumbling, stumbling, fucking moron, cock-sucking idiot. Um, he hasn't made a statement. He hasn't come and visited Port Richmond. He hasn't said, you know, this, that, or the other thing. The only thing he did was tell the cops not to use lethal force and not to arrest, not to fucking arrest them. That's all he's done. 
like how did we get blessed with this fucking moron of a mayor like what and the second part of that is this stupid fucking cunt commit police commissioner fucking outlaw how did she stated that port richmond was not on our radar how the fuck was port richmond not on your radar after what happened three four months ago you didn't feel that Port Richmond and Armingle Ave needed a police presence? Like, are you, are you fucking stupid? Same or, thing. Are you just, the, the same thing happened. Like, right. The, and it was fucking. Clueless. It was worse this time. She's clueless. Like that. Like our city. Our city's run by a bunch of fucking buffoons. The DA, the mayor, the commissioner, the fucking governor—they're all fucking morons. Like, how did this city get blessed with this fucking group to run? Bring fucking Frank Rizzo back and crack some fucking heads. Like, like. Yeah, I'd be like this. Fuck- yeah, straight <laughs> up. Like a dead. zombie. <laughs> ah, nice. Well played. Yeah. So that's my. Get away from me, you crumb creep. Run in Philadelphia. Right. Is that Miley Cyrus singing that? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, dude, I, I can't, I can't argue with you at all on that. I, I think it's, uh, atrocious that, um, uh, this is occurring. Um, the reason why it's occurring is a completely different subject. I don't know how everyone feels about it. I don't want to get into it on the show, but, um, right, but, right. but, but no matter what side of the fence you're on, I don't think that destroying businesses and looting right. and, you know, that's hit, hit, absolutely hit, hitting cars that are just happen to be on the street and knocking them over and then running from the crime, you know, the crime scene as a car is flipped over on fire. You know, you don't know who's it could be a kid in that car. I don't know if it's in a truck. It's a pickup truck. And then they had, a, they had a stolen U-Haul up here the other night with the back open and there was guys on the back of the U-Haul just chucking bricks at it as they're driving down the street, chucking bricks at cars. What does that stop? Right. I, 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 Jesus Christ. I didn't hear Like, you. thanks. Thank you. Thanks. You're really, you're really getting your point across. Thanks. Yeah. I'm with you guys. I don't I don't get the, you know, the, the protesting is one thing, but the, the looting and I'm, rioting just seems to be I'm opportunistic all... and, and kind of assholes, you know, hiding behind the reason to be an asshole. Right. Right. Like, it, I'm it, all for the problem that something happened with a city official. March on City Hall. Yeah, like I'm all for the the protesting. I'm all for it. It's your God given right. It yeah. is your God given right to protest. Why are you destroying the city where you live? Right, like I mean, dude, there's the like that Aramingo Ave, like in the surrounding neighborhoods, brings so much revenue in, jobs and everything. There's a handful of stores that have already announced they're not reopening. Yeah. Oh man. Like. What, what the fuck? Yeah. So you know what's going to happen. Them fucking stores are going to be knocked down and they're going to build Section 8 housing. You think it's going to regress back down the... Because it's, it's built itself back up and now it's going to... Yeah. Man, like it, like it, again, this is this is a serious yeah, subject. Like I, that's, you yeah, know, that, we don't, we don't want to go too deep into this. I'm not trying to go I, down yeah. that road, but I had it. The, like a, No, I no, I, I understand. You could definitely air the grievance, but yeah, I mean, that's... 
this this could go for hours and, and be right. a conversation that you know. But I'm I'm glad you, I'm glad you talked about it because it, it's something obviously it, for those who don't know if you haven't figured it out yet, Jesus, uh, you know this is something that we we're from Philly, all of us are from Philly, and um, you know this is Philadelphia Bay show, and it's it's obviously made national headlines, national um, which obviously not for a good reason, and um, so I'm glad we were able to uh, address it. So. Like the, the other a few weeks ago, the dipshit president said bad things happen in Philly. He's not lying. No, people were taking. Yeah, this is, this, people, were, people were taking that offense. Age well, to I guess. Yeah, people <laughs> were taking offense to that. I'm like, why are you taking offense to it? It's it's absolutely true. Like, it's absolutely true. Now he was talking well, about other things, but you know that's besides the point. That's neither here nor neither there. What the fuck? The only last thing I'll say about it, Bruh. anybody that's listening, anybody that's listening, make sure you fucking vote. Vote, 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 vote. Now you're embarrassing yourself, you geriatric fuck! I'm not sure what that has to do with anything, but all right. Make sure you vote, you fat bitch! You old fat bitch! You fat bitch! That, that might be Gary's new favorite. It sounds in the beginning, it sounds like he said, vote, you fat bitch. You fat bitch. Go, fat bitch. You fat bitch. Vote, you fat bitch. That's the name of the episode. Vote, you fat bitch. Vote, you fat bitch. <laughs> oh, God. Um, before we get they, pop- is it is it vote, you fat bitch, or is it vote, you fat bitch, dot, 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 you fat bitch? <laughs> <laughs> You fat bitch! You fat bitch! I love the fact that Brian Adams is on the back in the background. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> that might be the best part. Fucking Always Sunny Philadelphia, man. That scene with Dennis. If you haven't seen, if if, if you don't watch Always Sunny, that's what that's from. And it's the, they, him and um, uh, Dennis and uh, oh my god, why am I Tar- Charlie? Go to they move to the suburbs. And Dennis has to drive into the city for work, and he's stuck on 76 every day, and he's, like, losing his mind. <laughs> he's like, go, go, go. I told him, I told him, don't look at me. Just go, go. I let the person in front of me. He's like, so, like, it's great because it's, like, the shining. It's, like, the shining because every day there's something else going on, like the, the beep, the, the uh, fire alarm's going off every night. Beep. Beep, and he's trying to sleep, and then you hear the pool filter running. That's keeping him up at night, <laughs> like all the, the suburban things. The greatest thing about it is, like, you won't truly, you won't, nobody will truly understand that if you haven't driven on 76. Like, like I understand there's traffic in on, I understand there's traffic in other cities, but nothing is like 76. It's a well, I mean, you know what? I'm sure that there's people in Atlanta and LA that would, right, you know, right, right. They they got their own problems, but yeah, 76 is a mess. All right, it looks like uh, Sean's gonna be getting a phone call soon, so, uh, yeah, we'll um, we're gonna be switching some uh, some topics. Probably talking about basketball, the Sixers. Um, yes. Sixers made a lot of moves this week. Um, I think we're all pretty happy with it. So um, did, you hear, did you hear they hired another coach today, Mike? Mike? No, I didn't even hear about today. They hired the um, the the former head coach of the Clippers G League team. Nice. Okay. As an assistant coach, and him and and Doc Rivers apparently have like a very very good relationship. Nice. 
I died. Yeah, so I Bob's did. obviously going to come on. And he's uh, we're going to have a guest, Bob Cooney, that's going to come on. He's going to, um, you know, tell us what he thinks of it all. And you know, ninety-seven-five uh, morning show, great guy. You know, we haven't had him on in a while. We're pretty excited to talk to him again. Yeah, it's been a while, man. It's got to be a few years. Yeah. Yeah, last time we was on, we had some connection issues, and uh, he wasn't able to uh, stay on very long. So. Yeah, I remember. He was, uh, what was he drinking? Well, I, Bob, Bob Cooney is now on the air with us. Bob. What's Bob, up, guys? How's uh, everything? What's going on, brother? Bob Cooney, 97.5 Fanatic. Uh, does the morning show with Mark Farzetta and, and the bro and, and the whole crew there at 97.5. And uh, we're, we're glad that he's joining us again uh, here on Corner Puff Sports. And uh, he just told me he's drinking. So you were just, you, you guys were just talking about it. Bob's going to impress you with his beer tonight. Doing victory no brainers tonight. Victory no brainer. He's drinking. Nice. I got the I got the hop devil. I'm drinking Bob. What's that? I'm drinking the hop devil. Nice. Good move. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's a, it's Friday night during a pandemic, so you just gotta you know you gotta chill out and, and have a couple good ones. That's right. Dude, yeah, Bob, I was in, I was in Jersey today. I, I was I crossed the bridge. Went into the went into the office for the first time in like nine months, just for a day. Um, we got a couple co-workers to work and uh, stopped over at Joe Canales. Spent about 200 bucks on booze and beer. <laughs> and I grabbed gas and headed back over the bridge. That's awesome. Don't say that out loud. They might arrest your ass. Uh, oh, my true. bad. Oh, that's right. Um, I, I stayed in Jersey and, and handed it off to a friend and then came home. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I stayed in Jersey, bought a house there, and I'm never leaving. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so uh, how, you know, we haven't had you on since um, since this whole thing hit, Bob. Uh, how, how's you and the, you know, how are you and the family during this, uh, the whole pandemic thing and, and all that stuff? All good, all good so far. Uh, you know, I, I I'm lucky. My kids are a little older, so uh, they're okay. One of my one of my one of our sons is a uh, is a senior at the University of South Carolina, so he went back. Uh, he went back to start the semester. There was a little bit of trouble down there. Some kids got diagnosed and all that, but he's made it through. Everything's good. And the rest of the kids, I have four kids all together. They're all good. They're all falling through and, uh, we're all no problem so far. So fingers crossed. Hope you guys are all well. Yeah. And safe too. Yeah. yeah, We're, we're yeah, pretty yeah. much in the same boat. I mean, we're just kind of, you know, riding this thing out, I guess the best we can. Uh, yeah. Just hoping the do. wave doesn't hit us. I think we're going to be hunkering down again soon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a, uh, it's, it's strange. And I feel, you know, we all feel so bad for the people that this is affecting in, in such a hard way. And, you know, our, our, our lives and, you know, my, I mean, I can only talk to my family. We're lucky. As I said, my kids are older. They're, they're all doing well. I'm lucky enough to have a job that I can get in and out of every day safely. And I, I just hope everybody out there that, that, you know, has their own businesses that are struggling. I hope to God we get through this. I hope we're all smart enough to, to help each other get through it and, and we'll see what happens. And, yeah. uh, but yeah, we, as, as you guys do, I'm sure every week on your show, I, I just wanted to add in good luck to everybody. And hopefully we can all pull together and get through this. Cool, man. Uh, and, Same and to you, Mark, and, Bob, Same to you. And, and speaking of that, like during this, uh, during the whole thing, I mean, you guys, you guys continue to do the show. And there was no sports going on, and uh, we got to give you kudos because we actually we actually stopped our show for a while because we're like, what's the point of doing a? I mean, you got you know you're getting paid to do your thing, and and we're just doing it just to you know for shits and giggles and hang out and you know 
uh, do all that stuff. But you had excuse to drink beer. Excuse to drink beer, which we were doing, we were doing that anyway. I mean, let's be honest. Um, but, yeah. But uh, you know, so it, it had to be difficult for you guys to kind of get through all that with no sports and, and to come up with these fun topics and the brackets and all that other stuff going on, man. So kudos to you guys, the, the whole team over there. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was, you know, uh, look, we, we talk sports for a living, so I'm not going to make it like we had to go in and, and you know, be around people that are, that are suffering or like we were doing anything. Yeah. I appreciate what you said, but, yeah, it was it was tough in the angle that we have to do. But, um, you know, you go in every day and, and you have a topic and you relate to people, and sometimes the topic was what we were going through. And it was personal stories and all that. And you have to, you have, to have an ear to that, obviously, because basically – you know, without sports and even with sports, we're all just the same people. It doesn't matter, you know, what's going on in life. We're, we're hopefully all just here for each other. And, um, yeah, it was different. I won't say it was difficult because it wasn't. I, I go on a like you guys know, I go on a radio station just like you guys go on this and you do something you love and you get to talk to people. And I, I, I would be, I would be remiss and I would, I would look foolish to say like, I'm doing something that was real hard. Um, you know, we, we do what we do. We try to do it well and we want to be there for the people and, you know, to have frontline workers call us on their way to work and say, Hey, thanks a lot for being a distraction and, and whatever. That's what it was all about. And, and it was cool. Uh, we were only grounded for about a month. We all worked from home for a month. They set us up with little studios here in our houses and we were able to get by that way. And then once, uh, they deemed things were a little bit safer, we've gone in cautiously you know, we are in our masks all the time. We are we are wiped down, clean. We we stay away from each other as much as we can, and and uh, you know we try to just uh, uh, keep plugging along. And once sports started back up, yeah, our job was a lot easier. Uh, but you know, still with an eye towards God, we feel so bad, and and hopefully we're helping all the people that have the real jobs out there. Yeah. Um. I, I, um. Yeah. It was a it was a welcome feeling when you came back and sweat like, um. You know, I, I listened to you on my way to work uh, probably for about an hour or so in the morning. And um, it was just a welcome feeling to, to hear, like, like the, the little bit of normalcy to hear my morning show. You know, so. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the key word right there. I mean, I, right? I, 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 I have to say that, too. I mean, you, you know, you guys all seem to really get along. I mean, the camaraderie and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of similar to us where we're kind of a bunch of friends and stuff. That certainly kind of, like, comes across that way on the show. Yeah, I'm you and, uh, across because we're cer- we're certainly not friends. We don't, we really don't like each other all that much. It's a show, and we have to act like we do. But uh, for you and Jamie, you know, right? We get along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but it, it, it is, and I, I appreciate you guys saying that. It, it's, uh, you know, we were real in tune to the times, and and it's, uh, look, it's, it, you know, we're all going through our trials and tribulations. I had, a, you know, like I said, I have a son that went down to South Carolina, and. Uh, uh, the the second week he was there two of his roommates tested positive and he wasn't feeling well yeah and so so my wife and i are sitting up for 24 hours until he gets tested the next day to find out if he has something or not fortunately he tested negative and fortunately my whole family has been including you know my wife's mother who's older and everybody you know we we've been lucky so far fingers crossed that everything's good and you know the one word you guys brought up that really that really hits me in my heart is normalcy and that's all we've tried to do like we're just normal dudes you know we all are we're just normal dudes everybody who has a job to get up for whatever it is you know we're all in this together in some form or another and hopefully you know we're uh 
they help, you know, those frontline workers obviously help all of us. Hopefully while they're driving to work, while you guys are driving to work, you know, it's, it's a distraction. It is what it is. It's certainly great for us to be able to do something that we love for four hours every day on the air. And, you know, that's just not to get too deep, but that's where it is. And it's, uh, you know, I, I agree with you guys and, and, uh, you know, we'll all learn in the very near yep. future, hard, harder times are coming. And, uh, yeah. hopefully we can all, uh, hopefully we can all just, just get through the way we have. Let's uh let's let's get to more more fun and not, not as serious topics. Ryan, you want to you want to start it off with Bob here cuz uh some big things happened with the Sixers this week and we want to uh, pick your brain about it. So You got yeah, it. Yeah, so um so um me personally um I was very 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 fed up with this team. And then you know, Doc Rivers becomes available, they basically hire him immediately. Now we have Daryl Morey, um Sam Cassell, um um, throwing on a blank on the guy they hired Jameer, from Indiana, Jameer, Dave Gager, Dave Gager, Jameer Nelson, they got too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, what, what like my question is like overall, like, like I think I'm not the only one. I think there was a huge frustration with this team. Um, I do remember you saying um, when they got asked from the playoffs, um, like where do they go from here? It doesn't look good. So overall, with the moves they've made, like, how do you feel? Like, has has your mindset changed going forward? Um, are you more confident? Um, so, how do you feel about all the moves they've made? Yeah, I thought the biggest thing was, you know, with, with Brett Brown. I, I didn't love what Brett Brown had done the last couple of years schematically uh, with the group that was that was built, and I said so on the air. And and uh, I just didn't know where they were going direction wise, or how they were trying to move forward offensively uh uh you know what the game plan was you had the whole jimmy butler everything that happened that was front office on the court things it seemed like it was getting to a point of all right what's happening here if you would have told me and i we talked about this on the air and it was a great line that we brought up was if the sixers if the buzzer would have sounded after game four when they got swept by the celtics this year and as frustrated as you were if somebody would have came to you and said yeah but guess what Doc Rivers is going to be your coach next year. Daryl Morey's going to be on board next year. You're going to have Sam Cassell. You're going to have Dave Yeager. You're going to have Jameer Nelson. You're going to get these basketball guys that Elton Brand talked about, Mm -hmm. and they're going to be on your staff, and here's what it is. I would have been like, okay, series sweep over. Let's move on to the next year. I I, I think they're all great moves. And, guys, I was you know, as you guys know, I was around the NBA for a while covering the team and being around. uh, I've never – I'll tell you what, besides Greg Popovich, and I, I said this before, besides Greg Popovich, I never saw anybody in the NBA circles that was as well-respected as Doc Rivers. And respected is one thing, and people can say, yeah, but what's he like X's and O's wise? No, he doesn't really have a flaw in his character. And I know we can go back to it. He lost some 3-1 series leads and all that, and I'm not denying that. That was a, a flaw on his part. But if you wanted to get somebody to bring this organization together, they did the right move in bringing Doc Rivers in. And I think Doc Rivers had a huge hand in helping bring Daryl Morey in. And I think he had a huge hand, obviously, in the coaching staff that he assembled. And then you bring in a Jameer Nelson, and you bring in all these other parts that you did. This has been an A-plus-plus summer for the 76ers when they wow. needed it most. Nice. Nice. Uh, Bob, yeah. just, right. Bob, just so you know, right. um, we're, we're also doing the show remotely. Um, I'm the only one in person. All the other guys are on the computer. So if we are talking over each other, that's that's why. But uh, uh, go ahead. I mean, that's kind of unusual. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's true. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, so I, I was just going to say that, um, yeah, I, I um, 
it was it was an interesting off season for us in you know we, we they they said they were going to take their time and then everybody started getting anxious like what are they waiting for what are they waiting for you heard names oh they should jump on this guy oh is this the guy that they want is this not the guy that they want um and then the, the names that started floating around like Tyrone Lou and and all these different guys and I'm like I I I hated the Tyrone Lou thing I I never was on board with somebody that that Allen Iverson stepped over that, you know, <laughs> took over a team that was run by LeBron James. Like I just, I never thought that he deserved the respect that he got. So I was really kind of on board with it. I think, so do you think that Doc Rivers with the clout and respect that he has is going to be able to, I don't know if stick a foot up the guy's ass is the right word for it, but maybe even more so Embiid because I, I feel that Embiid basically for the first 10 minutes of the Boston series looked like the best player in the world and then disappeared. And I felt like it was because he didn't have the stamina. He didn't have it, or maybe he didn't have the players around him to pull it off, but it just looked bad. Do you think that now it's a situation where it's like, okay, you know, you, you don't have a coach that didn't have the accolades to fall back on. You think this is going to change them or basically going to be the ultimatum? Like, all right, is it the players or is it the coach? It's, it's on you guys now. Yeah, it's a great question, and, and I, I put it this way. If you can't do it for Doc Rivers, then you can't do it for anybody. Mm. And, look, I don't care if they would have hired Tyron Lue. I don't care if they would have hired Bob Cooney or any or Sean or anybody else. Whoever they would have hired, this is on Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons now. Hey, guys, you're not rookies anymore. You're not young players. You're not inexperienced. This shit is on you now. If this is going to change, you guys need to change it. And if you can't do it for Doc Rivers, you can't do it for anybody. Yep. So my thing is, Doc Rivers walking into this organization immediately makes them accountable for their actions. Now take it a step further. Now they have to. Li- they have a coach. Not nothing against Brett. I, I, Brett went through things that none of, a lot of people don't even know that that are, are that he handled unbelievably well. But as far as X's and O's and getting on the court and putting in pe- people in place the way, you know, that might better the team, Doc Rivers is that guy too. So it, it's all there. It's all right in front of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons' uh, vision right now that, look, here it is. You have one of the most respected people in the NBA. You have one of the best coaches in the NBA. He knows where to put you. He knows the way you should handle yourself. Here it is. Like, if you can't do it now, then maybe you need to start questioning yourself of where you belong in this NBA. So – that's why I like Doc Rivers is such a great hire. I loved – it was funny. When the Tyron Lue stuff was coming about, Mike D'Antoni, I was on the air and I said, yeah, I hear those names. And, I, like, yeah. I know a little bit more about Tyron Lue than – I talked to a lot of people while he was, he was uh, coaching LeBron James. Mm-hmm. He got a lot more respect than people give him credit for. Okay. He did a really good job in Cleveland. Mike D'Antoni, I was like, ah, is a 69-year-old guy going to be able to, to relate to these younger guys? But anyway, neither one of those names, and I said it on the air, I said, I don't know. There's got to be an outside name that we're not getting. I think it's going to be somebody on the outside. I thought it might be a Chris Quinn who's an assistant coach with Miami, maybe a younger guy, but an outside name. And then when Doc Rivers' name popped up, I said, there it is. There it is. There it is. Go get him. And they did, and and I think they've done nothing but really, really good things to move this organization forward now. Do, do you think yeah, the Sixers? Get, the, the, get, the, get I'm sorry, right. Shazen, but right. the Sixers like, like the fact that they stayed patient and didn't jump on a coach like immediately. Like, could you imagine if they would have hired somebody and then Doc Rivers uh. became available? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean that's that's great due diligence by them. You know, like I I guess they had that game plan. Like people were saying, it was funny, and you guys have heard it too, probably talking to each other and us talking to to listeners of the station. Like, what are they doing? What, what are they doing? My thinking, and I said this on the air, and I knew that they were doing this, was they're doing things behind the scenes, but they're not going to come out and say, hey, today we fired three people or we demoted four people or we did this. They were doing inner workings, but they weren't going to announce inner workings until they made hires. So, for example, you know, some some analytics guys, a, a few analytics guys not gonna mention, were demoted, but they weren't going to mention that until they said, we hired Doc Rivers, we hired Dal Morey, we hired, you know, Jameer Nelson, Dave Yeager, Sam Cassell. So there was stuff going on that I knew we didn't know about, but they were doing due diligence. And it, it looks like it was asked backwards the way they did things. You get a coach, you get assistant coaches before you get a, a president of basketball operations. But I'm convinced without having Doc Rivers, I don't know if you hire, mm-hmm. if you can get a Daryl Morey as your ba- president of basketball operations because I think Doc Rivers had a lot to do with he, it. He's got that much respect in the league. I, I agree. You, you can't imagine. Yep. You can't imagine how much Doc Rivers gets respect throughout the league. And real quick, I don't want to talk to you, no. like over you too much. I want your questions to come in. But think about this. When, when all the turmoil was going on throughout the country, especially the, you know, uh, uh, the stuff with the police and, and the, and the African Americans and the things that were happening, who did the NBA put in front of the microphone to talk about it? Doc it was Rivers. Doc Rivers. Yeah. And that, that means a hell of a lot, guys. Like that shows how much respect that dude has in this league. And uh, Doug Collins introduced me to him the first year I was covering Doug Collins and the three of us sat in a room and Doug was nice enough to say, Hey, look, um, whether he was right or wrong, and he was probably wrong. He said, Bob's one of the good guys who knows the league, who knows. And Doc and I formed a pretty good friendship. And uh, and to get him hired here, I, 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 I'm telling you, I think the people of Philly are going to be ecstatic about where this goes. So you're telling us you're going to put in a good word for us? Have him on Corner Pop Sports? <laughs> I already have. You don't know that I already have him. You know, he might be joining right. us later. You never oh, know. Oh, man. <laughs> might just get a random phone call. <laughs> uh, imagine that. Yeah, that's funny. It's like Doc, it's Pop. You know, it's a couple guys that you think of right off the top of your head that have that amount of respect not only on the floor but off the floor as well. So that's it's great to have him here in this town. Um, it, it, obviously a big market, and obviously he's a draw. Like you said, maybe they don't have – maybe they don't get Morley here. Um, but the way that the, – the, I was going to ask you, Bob, the, the way the team is built now um, – Let's just say that the, it won't happen because it never happens. Let's just say the same roster remains intact for next season. What do you think that – do you think that there is any improvement? Do you think Doc can get the best out of guys like – look, we all know Al Horford, big off scene is in signing. Say what you want about him. Um, you know, was he had a down year. And then Tobias Harris, his best years are under Doc. And, and now, yeah. he, now he's reunited with him. Uh, you know, so what do you think is if that if that was the case that this team stayed intact the way it is? You know, what Doc can get out of these guys? Well, uh, the best out of them, uh, that, that's the hope. Yeah, I think he can. I think he can scheme better than what was schemed to get the most out of them or to get more out of them that has been in the recent past. Uh, I, there still has to be some some tinking of this. So, like, you, there still has to be some stuff that has There's to, going to be the yeah. roster, right? Right. Like right. we obviously know they need more shooters. Right. Um, but I, I, here's what I say, guys, and this is—I say this honestly. If you 
If you put every starting five of the NBA, not every starting, let, let's do that, and we'll include the Sixers in on this. Let's put the eight best teams, and we'll say the Sixers are one of them, the eight best teams in the NBA on the floor, just their starting fives. And you go into a gym, and you know what their talent level is, and you want to pick a team and say, that's my team, I'll ride them. The Sixers are going to be like your second or third choice. I mean, you're going to go with a Le- LeBron James starting five with Anthony Davis and then whatever else they have. Mm-hmm. And maybe you'll go, you'll look at the Clippers, and you'll say, well, of course, Kawhi Leonard, and then see what else they have. But after that, you're kind of looking and you're saying, wow, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, and name the fourth, the fifth. That's that's mm-hmm. pretty intriguing right mm-hmm. there. So, you know, I still think they have one of the best five, six guys in the league to start a game with. Um, do the, and they need some tinkering, no question about it. But I think Doc Rivers coming in with all the different offenses he's run, with all the different types of players he's seen, yeah, I, I think he can make them one of the top three, four teams at the very three, four teams in the league, not just the East, right off the bat. I, I really do. I, I think he'll come in here and, and, and devise a system and and get a lot more out of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. So, Bob, I'm going uh, to play the other side of the card um, where Sean's saying, you know, how do you think they're going to do, you know, if they stay intact? My question is, what do you think they do to um, change it up to, to be better? Like, what with Maury in here, like, if you're them, or what, what What do you think they end up doing? Go ahead. Do you, go do ahead. You no, just come out and say it. Go ahead and say it. You want to say, would you trade Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons, no, right? I mean, I'm not even really talking about Ben Simmons. I, I wasn't even really thinking about trading them, but but just in general, like, how do you fix the, the – some of the issues that they have, or is it fixable, or do you think it needs to be fixed? Like, well, if you're those guys, what do you do? I'm not even talking about yeah. trading Joel and B, Ben Simmons. I mean, personally, I, I'm not sure if you want to trade either one of them. This but is the last. Just this, in general, yeah. what, do you, what do you think is the best thing to do? Yeah, yeah no, and you know I'm teasing you. That's that's a great question. Yeah. I'm totally teasing you. No, I, I'll tell you what. I you know I coach I coached high school ball for 10, 12 years. Uh, you you give me a talented team, I'll make it work. And I think any any coach, and I've talked to coaches on every level of every, as you guys know, and you guys know, like you know, you give it, you give yourselves a talented team, you're going to make it work, right? I'm not going to say no. Uh, he's not as talented as him, but I think he can work better with him. Get the get, you, like, get the fuck out of here. I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear about this fit stuff. I want to hear, give me five really talented guys. Guess what? I'll make it work, and Doc Rivers will make that work. Brett struggled with that. Uh, I understand why he did it. You know, we could have a whole nother conversation about that. But, you know, does Ben Simmons need to shoot? I, I'm not on that. Yeah, I'd like to see him shoot a pull-up 12-foot jumper when it's obviously wide open. But I want to see Ben Simmons finish around the basket better. I want to see him, and I've said this for two years, when he shoots from 10 feet on in, 8 feet on in, I want him to finish at 80% as opposed to the 67% that he's been doing. Like, he has a special skill that he can drive to a basket and nobody can stop him. Okay, yeah. let's make that unstoppable to the point where not only are you converting 80% of your one to five footers, but you're also shooting 75% from the foul line. Like, yeah. the the jump shot is an added luxury. This guy, if you can get him up to 22 points a game, <laughs> I'm great with that. And 10 assists oh, yeah. and eight, eight rebounds a game. 
that's fine. Joel Embiid, the shape thing that you guys brought up earlier, that that's huge. That's huge. And Joel Embiid has to start being a we guy instead of a me guy, in my opinion. I, I You know, not so much because I get tired of him saying after a game, I'm going to be the best, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But if I'm a teammate, I get tired of hearing that all the time. And, you know, I've been around those guys for a while, as you guys know. I kind of get the reaction of, oh, my God, he's talking about him again. Uh, Not talking about Embiid in specific, but players that talk about themselves all the time turn themselves off to their teammates awfully quickly. And I think Joel Embiid needs to learn that it's a we game and not a me game so much. Yeah, I I, um, I completely agree with that. that. I can completely agree with that, Bob. Um, like he keeps saying, "I'm going to be the best player. I'm going to win the Defensive Player of the Year." And then you go out and you know you have you shoot three for fourteen and you have four rebounds and you get dominated by an Ennis Canner. So um, there are times we've seen him and he looks absolutely unstoppable. But um, so um. I'm sorry. So my question, spit it the like, fuck out. Shut up. So my so my question is just Doc Rivers being here. Does he just like does his clout just immediately like is it like oh shit that's Doc Rivers like things have to change like how do you think the players feel about like this coach like just the feel I think there's of, like, a sense yeah I think there's a sense of that uh, I I do I I think and not that they disrespected Brett. Um, and you know, I've only talked Brett limited uh, times since he, you know, since he was let go and, uh, I haven't brought this up. We didn't even talk about basketball at all, but you know, Brett Brown might even ad- had admit that like, yes, it was time, you know, um, sometimes things just run their course. So bringing in a voice, as I said before, here's, here's my hope guys. My hope is that somebody gets into Joel Embiid's head and gets into Ben Simmons' head and says exactly what I said to you guys earlier. This is Doc Rivers. Like, you don't you don't succeed here or you don't think this works here, then it's totally on yeah, you. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Like, I'm a huge Springsteen fan, right? So Clarence Clemens dies, right? Right. So Springsteen's still torn, though, and he needs to get, find a sax player. So he calls up Clarence's nephew, Jake Clemens, and who's a saxophone player and all that, and has him come in and say, like, you know, hey, this, this could be a great thing. Let's go. And and he comes in, and the kid totally fucks up. And the kid, like, right. doesn't play well at all. And Springsteen stops him and says, what the fuck's wrong with What's you, dude? What the fuck's the like, matter with you, Jake? He, he goes, I'm from Springsteen. I'm giving you the yeah, I'm giving you the chance of a lifetime, and you come in here and you're ill-prepared and you're not ready to go, and you didn't study? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Now, <laughs> Jake Clemens turned it around, whatever. But that, I, that's similar to, to me with Ben yeah. Simmons and, and especially Joel Embiid. Like, look, dude, this is one of the most respected guys in the league. If you can't work for him, and if you can't get the best out of yourself for him, it's not on anybody else but yourself. And that needs to be pointed out to them in a heartbeat so they know it right away. G- Bob, you ready for this one? I want you to sit down for this one. Your analogy right there? I'm sitting on my freezer out in my garage. Um, so I'm sitting. Don't you worry. So, 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 ready, ready? That analogy you just put out? There's something in common with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and Jake Clemens. Jake Clemens, right? That's his name? That, that are in common yeah. more than you know. They both blow when the lights are on. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. 
No. I'm so, sorry, was... I know that was a joke, but are you not a Ben Simmons and no, no, or no, Joel Embiid fan? Me? No, no, I, I absolutely am. I, I want, I, I own both their jerseys. Uh, I, I want them both to succeed at the highest level. It, that's what's so infuriating to me. I think I believe everyone like Gary doesn't care about basketball, but Mike and Mike and Ryan are both in the same boat, right? You guys are both in the same boat. You're both uh, fans uh, of both. Uh, yeah. All, all, I, I, I I just, again, my my biggest thing, like Ben Simmons, I you know I agree he could be better, but my yeah. my problem is more with I, I just. Again, in a little bit of the Boston series that I watched, I seen Joel look great in the beginning and then just yeah. completely fall off. So that to me is a concern. And Ben, so ben, ben got I, hurt, I don't know, right? So yeah, I don't know if I would say, but you know, when you when you're non-existent in the fourth quarter or the second and third quarter, you're you're not you're I don't know. I like I don't. You're not I'm the best. You can't be the best player. A little bit on Joel right. indeed because he if he can't do it for a full game, and especially when you need him in the fourth quarter, I don't know how how reliable he is. I guess I don't. I don't know how to put it. Yeah, no, uh, you you put it well. If, if you're going to be a dominant player in the league, it isn't dominant. Look, you can't dominate a whole game. We all know that, and, and the Sixers are going to look to run, and there's times that he's going to be back, and he's not going to catch up to them where they're going to be. But to be, a, you know, if you're going to play 35 minutes a game, you have to be very visible for 30 of those 35 at least. And I hear what you're saying. You know, there's uh, there's times. Now, that Boston series, I thought that he was like uh, – you know, there's no Ben Simmons here. I'm going to try to dominate. Mm-hmm. He tried. I think he reached into a well that, that brought him nothing back at times because he's not used to being that guy that they need to win a game. He's not used to Does it happen once in a while? Yeah, but, but dominance and once in a while, those are, those are parallel universes. I mean, you know, you don't – when you dominate, you dominate. Once in a while isn't something – a phrase that comes up if you're going to be a dominant player and uh, – you know, you look at the best players in the league, they have a hand in the game at all times pretty much. You can't fade away when you're on the court and you're right in what you said. And, you know, Joel Embiid needs to learn that, whether it's a physical thing of having to get himself in better shape, whether it's a, a coach that needs to find him at the best spots at all times. Uh, I, I don't – I have an idea what it should be, but, uh, you know, until it's relayed to him and he believes in it and he understands it, um, it's going to be frustration year in and year out. Right. So, yeah. So, Bob, um, like the uh, like with moves, like like the team's not going to be the same going into the next season. Things are going to change. Um, but the do you think there's any weight to the James Harden rumors? And if not, like like what's realistic moves you think the Sixers can make? Yeah, I'm, it's so funny. I, I hear I hear I. I get so many times I get tweeted like, hey, I got a trade for you. How about this? Oh, my God. Oh my God. I can't stand those. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I am so I am so like, oh, my God, dude, I don't mean to be disrespectful. But I don't do the what if, what if. Because nine times out of ten, if you're a Sixers fan and you're saying the Sixers should do this, you have to look at it and say, really, you think the other team would <laughs> yeah. do that? Right, now, that being right. said, and I'm not saying you're saying that at all. What I'm saying is if they bring James Harden here, who would you rather have, James Harden or Ben Simmons? Because I don't think that both of them could be on the same team. You're talking about a ball-dominant guard in both of them. 
who you taking the ball, you know, who, whose hands are you taking the ball out of? Um, I, I think Ben Simmons could play perhaps a four and move without the ball and have the ball in his hands off of, off of rebounds, off of the defensive end. I think there's different ways you can use him there, absolutely. But James Harden just commands the ball so much. I'm not – I don't see – and I, look, there's – Doc Rivers knows basketball way better than me, and maybe you guys do too. I just don't see a James Harden, Ben Simmons, uh, uh, I, Joel Embiid trio working as well as maybe some might. We we saw Ben Simmons at the four in the bubble, and to me it was – it didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I think you. I think you need Ben to kind of. The biggest, the biggest strength to Ben besides his defense is the way he facilitates, the way he creates. Yeah. And you take the ball out of his hands. You you took away a big part of his game. He can't. I. I. That's that's just my opinion. I don't. I don't think he was good at the four. I don't disagree. I. I, I think it was. I think it was neat to think about. Uh, to think of him running a lane uh, on a fast break and catching a ball on the run, that excites me. You know, I, I love seeing other guys grab a rebound. Imagine throwing an outlet pass to Ben Simmons yeah. and takes two dribbles. Who the hell is going to stop him? Right. Uh, those type of things I thought were really cool. Um, the first game in the bubble where they put him at the floor, he shot a three, and everybody's like, oh, man, look at that. Well, Ben Simmons was done with Brett Brown. I mean, that was blatantly obvious. That Brett Brown yep. came out and said, yep. he's got to shoot, he's got to shoot, he's got to shoot. He takes one shot and then goes 38 games without doing it. Mm-hmm. And then he takes one when they put him at the floor and then goes the rest of the season before he got hurt without doing it in the bubble. Like, that that was a joke to, to Ben Simmons. And, and, you know, that had that played out the way it had to play out. Um, ben Simmons can do pretty much anything on a basketball court. And like I said, if I'm a coach and I have him and I say, Wow, I got a six ten guy that can that can not only is he fast, but he's quick and he can handle the ball. That's a real asset offensively. And during the pandemic, when when all sports were shut down, I went back and I watched a lot of nineteen eighties uh, L.A. Lakers basketball with Magic Johnson at the point, oh, and they had yeah. uh, all around, and they had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the middle, who didn't make it up and down the floor every time, but. But they made sure that three out of ten possessions, they waited for him, and he came down and scored his 25 a game. And I thought, look, I'm not being old school here, but there's something to this. Mm -hmm. And I talked to some guys in the NBA. I made some phone calls, and I'm like, am I just, like, seeing something that's that's past its time, or is it something that can be revisited? And it's really a way that maybe the game could be played with with more three-point shooting, obviously, but... You know, a 6'10 guard that can get to the rim whenever they want who might not be a great shooter, who has really good athletes around him, who has a, a seven foot two guy who can score pretty much at will inside the lane, maybe there's a little bit of a model there. Maybe going backwards instead of trying to emulate a Golden State Warriors team that started this whole three-point shooting stuff with two of the three greatest shooters in the league, in history of the league, you know, maybe going backwards is a way to look at it more than going forward. I think Doc Rivers will have a little mix of both. Yeah, and I, I, that, like when Ben Simmons came, like when we drafted him, like, I, like I'm one. I hate comparing like young players to legendary players, but there's sure. really not another player you can compare Ben Simmons to except Magic Johnson. Like with his skill set, his size, the way he's able to facilitate. Um, like you've never seen another six ten point guard that can do what he can do. Like, so it's, he's really the only player you can compare him to. And it's funny, Magic. Like when Magic 
you, obviously you guys weren't around, but when Magic came into the league, a 6'10 guy, and I saw him play a little bit. I was a young kid, but I saw him play in college and then come into the NBA and beat the Sixers his rookie season. Magic was a 6'10 guy that had flair, that could handle the ball, and you were like, oh, my God. But Magic wasn't fast. Magic wasn't quick. Magic was just a really good ball handler, a phenomenal passer, and a guy that could do the things that he did at 6'10". When Ben Simmons came into the league and we were in Los Yes, when we were we were in Las Vegas for summer league, I went around and talked to, oh, yeah. to a bunch of people, not only in the Sixers organization but throughout the league, who who were matched up against him, and they were all like, "Damn, this guy's six ten, but he's yeah. got the speed of a guy six six, and he has the quickness of a guard that's six one. So in those ways, he's even better than Magic as a point guard. Yeah. So I really think there's a lot there that you could draw on, and I think Doc Rivers will draw on it in different ways throughout the season. Either the first or second time we had you on, Bob, you were in Vegas, and you were sitting at a Vegas bar. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, you were sitting I re- at I yeah, remember it. Yeah, yeah you were sitting yeah, at a bar, and, and yeah, you were talking to us. That was, that was, that was pretty cool. Remember that time when you wrote "Let It Be"? That was awesome. <laughs> no. Wait, what did I do? That was a, that was. Oh a... yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember. I do remember that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I had a uh, the place where I stayed in Vegas was right across from the convention center. There, it was off the strip, and it had this uh, this nice lady that worked behind the bar. And I would come in every night, and I would have dinner and a couple of drinks there every night. Uh, before I went up, it was the same thing over and over again. You'd watch ten yeah. games a day. You'd have dinner. You'd have a couple beers. You go to bed. You do the same thing over again. And yeah, you guys were cool enough to call, and we were cool enough to talk as I was sitting at the bar one night. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome, man. Yeah. Think, the things that's you never where we built this relationship. That's right, brother. The things you never forget. <laughs> we, we've been following you ever since, man. Um, so let's, let's, we've had you on for almost forty minutes. Jesus Christ! Um, but I, I wanted to ask you before you know before we let you go, what made you hate? The Dallas Cowboys. When when did you when did you realize that you hated the Dallas Cowboys? If you do, I don't know if you truly do. I don't know. I have two epiphanies when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, now you guys know that I'm a very young person for my age, right? Yes. So my my best memory of the Eagles playing the Cowboys. I served as an altar boy. I was probably you know a very very young kid. I heard you tell uh, the story this morning. Just, I love this story. Yes, and yeah. and so it was the day the Eagles beat the Cowboys in the NFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl, and it was freezing cold. And I ran home from from church that day and and to see that game, and I will never ever forget that game. But the other epiphany came, and it kind of led to the profession that I got in. So I'm, I'm like 16, 17 years old. The Eagles are playing the Cowboys on a Sunday. I was playing high school basketball. I had all my high school teammates over to watch the Eagles-Cowboys game. So we're watching the game, and as it's going on, and it's, it's a tight game, and, and, and you know the Eagles are about to lose a heartbreaker. And I stand back behind my friends, and I'm like, and they're going crazy. You know, like, oh, my God, what's going on here? Typical Eagles fans. And I literally said to myself at 17, and I've told this story a few times, I said, oh, my God, how does this game really affect me? Like, we had off of basketball practice today, meaning when I was, you know, watching the game that day. So our coach is going to run us into the ground tomorrow because that's what he did. My girlfriend at the time hates me because I stayed on home with the boys and watched the game instead of watching the game with her. You know, like, none of what happens if the Eagles win or lose is really going to affect my life moving forward. I'm going to fail my geometry test tomorrow because I'm watching the Eagles games here, you know, with my friends at 17 years old. So at that time, I really did have the epiphany of, 
I watch sports in a different way. Am I a Philadelphia fan? Sure, I am. I grew up here and all that. But I got into a profession where you can't really be a fan. You have to be objective in everything that you do. My writing, and I take objectiveness into being on the radio right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to. You know, that was, those were the two big epiphanies that I had as a, as a child growing up into, you know, wherever I am now, which is the most immature 40-plus-year-old you ever meet. It's true. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's so, pretty cool. Uh, let, me, let me ask you a question about this, uh, about the radio. Um, I don't know how much of the insider thing you can get into this, but um, wait, when you guys talk about it, when you guys have your meetings, are there times where you're told, hey, somebody's got to take this side of the argument on this? Or, no, hey, no, no, never. I'm not, guys, I'm not kidding you. I'm not saying this is a company line. You know me, I'm as honest. As, as the day is old uh, never 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 i've only been in radio three and a half years i was a sports writer for 25 years i've only been radio for three and a half years not once not once and if it did come up i would be pissed off has it been brought up all right listen i'm gonna go this way you go that way no all right, all right. good now good. I, i've been fortunate That's enough awesome. that, that like we come in we 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 do obviously a ton of pre-show prep uh and it starts the minute after we're done a Monday show, we start for Tuesday right. show. It's all day long, you know, whatever it is. Never, never. And and Good. we we have a we kind of have a theme on our show now, where we don't do the show before we do the show. Meaning, we don't sit there and talk about what are you going to say. What are, we have themes and we know what basically we're going to say. But Mark Farzetta could come out and say, blah blah blah, and I'll say. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I totally disagree with you because that's my true feelings. And I mm-hmm. respect what he says, just like you guys. You guys disagree with each other all the time. Right. It's not the, uh, you know, you don't plan it out, uh, I don't think. You, I yeah, think you're nah, there's times it gets a little little hostile. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like there there are. There are hosts, or there are shows, or there, you know. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was gonna say, you're, you're, I don't know, like, I'm sure there's a lot of respect for him. I'm not gonna mention him by name, but your competitor morning show, I feel like it's a total stage show. I feel like yeah. it's, it's completely. I'm gonna take this side, and everyone else is gonna be against me because I'm trying for ratings. And uh, I, you don't have to say anything, Bob, because I know, you know, it's not really something you probably want to get into, but. I just I feel that way. I know Mike probably feels that way as well. And and uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, not, no, I don't. I don't back down. I don't back down from anything. No, look, people have their agendas. People, let's just put it this way: so, we can disagree with the way some people may go through life, but if they're wildly successful, you have to think, "Wow, did they do it the right way, or am I doing it the right way?" Whatever it may be. And I'm not using that. I know who you're talking about, the yes. specific person, as an example, but. Look, there's lessons to be learned from people we agree with, people we disagree with. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I've just always found in my profession, when I was a writer, for example, if somebody said, look, you need to write that he needs to be fired. Mm. I, and I remember I had a confrontation with a boss one time saying, I will never write that. I, I'm, I, I could be wrong, and, and, and this might hurt my career, but I'm not going to write that somebody should be fired because who am I? to ask for another man's job. He may have yeah. children. I have children. He may, you know, have a children with special needs like I do, like whatever it may be. Like I, I'm not one that will call for something. I will say, and I'll do the homework on it. I'll dig around and say that it appears to me the team is going to do that, but I will never call for a job. Right. 
And yeah. so that's that's just – and look, maybe it's held me back in my career because I won't do that, and maybe others have prospered, like you said, because they do do that. Uh, there's There may be right, there may be wrong. I'm no one to judge. I don't think any of us should judge. We, you know, be strong enough to take our own stance, and hopefully it works out for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, but Bob, I mean, you got to look yourself in the mirror every day and like what you see, and I, I totally it's respect not that. Good that's, that's I gotta I tell you, it's not a good luck. Yeah, I look at myself in the mirror every day. It's not a good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bob, we we thank you so much. Uh, how many beers did you put down while you were on the phone with us? Just for uh, uh just about finishing one and a half. All right, so, all yeah, good. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, we I, were watching. We were trying to put in a scary movie. So my one of my sons just came back. My oldest son just came back in for oh, the weekend to hang cool. out with us. So we were watching. Maybe you guys saw this because he's probably close, closer to your age than I am. Uh, I think it's called The Next 28 Days. Yes, I've seen I it. I only saw the Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you see it with the monkeys? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. So they plugged That's, it in. We were just starting it. I came out to talk to you guys. So I, I don't think they waited for me. So um, I'll have to play That's catch good up shit, on Bob. that. It's pretty no, crazy no. at the end when they all start climbing the Empire State Building. It's like, isn't this kind of homage to King? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Nice, nice. All right, I, I guess in, I'll just go to bed now. That's impressive though, because you're not you're not much of a, a movie guy, man. So I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, you're, you're a movie uh, yeah, TV show. You know, so what happened was in life. Uh, I think, am I taking up too much of your time? No, fuck I'll no. Go. Okay. Um, so obviously when I was younger, you know, you did the movie stuff and all that. And then I got into the profession where I was in, where if you, if you correlate it to watching a movie, you sit and you observe something for two, two and a half hours, and then you have your judgment on it. Right. So that's what a movie is. I was doing that for a living for 20 years in games. Right. So I sit down, I watch a game. It's going to be a new presentation, just like a movie, something I've never seen before, kind of, just like a movie. I have to watch it, and then I had to write a review about it, which was a story that I put in the newspaper. So if you think about it, I was actually watching a movie almost every night of my life for 20-plus mm-hmm. years. I think that's why sitting and watching a movie, to me, was kind of like working. Yeah. So that's why I didn't want to watch me. I'd rather sit back, you know, and I don't know read a book or do nothing just sit in my own stupidity and i don't know just uh, that's not wrong with that man read, read but i think that's no. why i got i wasn't turned off the movies but i wasn't so much into hey let's sit down and watch two hours of something i know don't know if i'm going to enjoy or not yeah. but that was another thing i know i'm going to sit down and enjoy a game whether it's a 50 point blowout or a one point game i don't know if i'm going to sit for two hours and watch a movie that i enjoy yeah no that's i i totally understand that you know, after after a couple of kids, man. I, I'm we, very philosophical, aren't I? No, it's good stuff, man. <laughs> and it's, you, this, is, this is the most philosophical conversation yeah. I think we've had with you. Bob. So I'll tell you, Bob, I was gonna... your, your humility is your best quality, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> who, who, you, who you got Sunday, Bob? Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Go ahead, Gary. Who you got Sunday? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Uh I, I, I think the Eagles win pretty easy. Um, I don't say that quickly. I, 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 I don't say it without thought. I, I, I don't like to say that a bad team can win easy. And I, Not that the Eagles are a bad team, but they're not certainly not a, a, a not real a good, good team. team. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, they should win this game pretty easily. But um, I want to come out of this game, if I'm an Eagles, 
fan or an Eagles observer and say, wow, they played a real tight game. They played a, a real good game, a solid game. I don't want to come out being like, okay, they won by, I don't know, 17 points, but God, they're, they're, yeah. the Cowboys are horrible and the Eagles weren't that great. I hope uh, so my hope is for fans that they can turn <laughs> yeah. some things around. What's yeah. that? Clean up That's the kind of like what happened with the Giants game where you kind of looked at it and you're like, yeah, they won. They won pretty kind of, I guess, sloppy. you know, it wasn't easy, but I mean, like it was a sloppy win. Like, no, you, you want it to be more. Yeah, clean up the, clean I'll go, up the I'll stakes. I'll go deeper on that Giants win. They should have lost. If Evan Ingram no, yeah, yeah. catches oh, the best thrown pass by Daniel Jones that night, yep. that's a loss. Well, I mean I, that that ball was right in his hands. He catches that, the game's over. I, Eagles would be yeah, one five and one five and one right now. And I and I agree with your your stance. Uh, you, you said it this morning. Um, if they start off and they give Dallas any bit of life, you know that's, yeah, that's not that's, good. That's the scary thing. If 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 Dallas say Dallas opening drive like. Zeke Elliott goes four, and then six, and then eight, and then they throw a pass for 12. You know what I mean? If right. if it starts like one of those games, like, oh, my God, what's going on here? That scares you into thinking. You, yeah. As an Eagles fan, you don't want to come out of this game saying that you have some questions. You should have all answers instead. I like that. I like that. Yeah. All right, well, Bob, we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna let you roll, man, and uh, you know, just spend time with your son and, and watch the movie. And uh, happy Halloween to you and your family. And it goes without saying, we all all of us here at Corner Pub appreciate you coming on with us once again, man. And and uh, yeah, especially with your son in town, I know it's uh, taking away time for spending time with your son and stuff like that. We really appreciate that. No, it's all good. No, 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 no. It's all good. I appreciate you guys having me on. I always love coming on. Whenever you need me, shoot me a text, and hopefully, when this all gets done. Uh, we can get together in person instead of doing this over the uh, over the Zoom, over the phone, whatever we're doing. Absolutely, man. We'll, 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 you know, you know us, man. We'd we'd absolutely love to do that. So, Bob, yeah, I got one absolutely. more question for you. Uh-oh, here go we go. What what kind of dog you got? Don't answer that. You, you and the dog. Bob, don't answer yeah, that question. Wait, I, I missed it. What kind of what? What kind of doll do you have? Do not do not answer that question. It's it's an. No, in- I, it's fine. I had a uh, we had a beagle. Um, we had a beagle for many years and died suddenly, uh, about two years ago. And then our oldest son who was, uh, out of college and, uh, getting ready to go on his own, uh, great uh, thing by him. He went to a rescue shelter, uh, befriended a couple dogs, but especially this one dog, which is a part pit bull, part Boston Terrier. So it's called an American bully. And, uh, her name is Rosie and she is with. She is with Hold him and us now. Yeah, so we have an American so, bully. So if any of you guys come over here and mess with us, that dog will kill you. So that's Ryan. So that all right? Should I even tell him why the fuck? I don't want to tell him. There's Ryan a, has a little bit of a you know. We we're not even sure if he's serious anymore, but he has a little bit of a fetish for dogs. It's and rid- peanut butter. It's ridiculous. It's the worst. Wait, joke. what's the fetish for dogs and who yeah. has it? Ryan has a fetish with peanut butter and dogs. It's been going on for about a year. It's ridiculous. It's the dumbest joke we have on the show. We're not even, like, it's going on so long, Bob, that we're thinking that, he, it, it, that it's serious it now. Might we, be we thought it was a joke to begin with, but now we're not sure. Yeah, Ryan needs to be cut off from what I'm gathering from you, right? <laughs> I mean, we had – Ryan, I just cut you off my list, dude. Yeah. Bob, Bob, we had oh, – no. we, we had a crap – we had Ed Kratz in, in studio with us, and he's like, "Oh, what's your dog's right. name?" He goes, "Oh, uh, Rocky Balboa," and Ryan like lit up. I'm like, "Dude, will you stop?" 
and, and needless to say, Ed has not been back on the show since. <laughs> no, well, if I, I'll put it this way. Like, tonight went really well, but if Ryan's on the next time you ask me to be on, I might not say yes. So <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Right. <laughs> Damn it, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Well, Thanks. I have to ask the last question. Yeah, you always have to ask the last question. All right, no, all right, Bob. Yeah, he's only kidding. Bob, um, we thank you so much for coming on, brother. All right, guys, no sweat. I really appreciate you having me on. All right, man. And Thanks, listen, Bob. he's right. listening. So much, Bob. 6 a.m. 97.5, the fanatic. Don't forget to tune in. And listen, you guys should call in every once in a while. Hang out with us and uh, and see what's what. All right. All right, we'll do, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we'd love to have you on. All right, I'll just say it's it's corner, I'll say it's corner pub Sean. That's all I got to say. You'd be like, oh, get him on. No, no, no. Nothing wrong with That's that. That's not the dog lover. No, yeah, we're good. We'll have him on. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody but Ryan. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Have fun tonight. All right, guys. Be All good. Right. Thanks. Thanks, Bob. Thanks. What the fuck? Ah, that was great. Why? What the fuck? What? You're the one who asked the fucking question. No, Gary. Gary said it. Gary said it. Gary said, it. <laughs> Gary said what the fuck. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was Ryan. Yeah. So what the fuck, Sean? I'm like, wait, what, what the fuck to him? I'm like, what the? Not you, Sean. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. That I was hope, awesome, man. I hope he's not serious. No, no not. I don't think he's serious. I think, no, he, no, I think no, he actually, no, I think he was just playing along. Yeah. Huh. Caught you taking a peek there, Charlie. <laughs> Take a little sprinkle. That's all right. Nothing wrong with window shopping from time to time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bob, he's great. Bob's great. He's, Bob's he's, great yeah. he's he's perfect for our show. Another one. It's like there, there's a few that are perfect for our show. And Bob's definitely one of them. He yeah. plays along. He's humble. He's you know he 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 knows how to joke with us. He you know he's got great insight on you know especially basketball. So you know it's awesome. Could you imagine if we listen to the show Monday morning and he mentions about being on a phone call and this guy with a fucking dog? <laughs> yeah, right. It's is that a fetish because of Bridget? Kristen Jones asks. Oh, Bridget! Bridget must be a dog. Is there yeah, is there a dog that's named Bridget that's in one of your? There was, there was when we were growing up. There was. She would lick my feet. So, oh, dude. Oh my God! What the fuck? Oh, See? All right, let's get to some. We, we, <laughs> let's move on. We we we. we and I'm glad the, 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 her uterus fell out. Yeah, she loved it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Goodness, her uterus. She fell liked out? the. She liked the the Jif chunky. That was her favorite. See, see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I never know. Like, it, it's gone so far that I, I'm starting to second guess how serious it is anymore. <laughs> oh, fat bitch! <laughs> you fat bitch! <laughs> Vote you fat bitch! <laughs> Vote you fat bitch. That's the name of the show. Oh man! All right, so I'm you, it's got to be with the dot dot dot. You fat bitch! It's got to be the second time. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. All right, yeah, I'll do that. All right. Well, this week. Dallas sucks. That's right, baby Connor. Dallas sucks. Dallas That's sucks. That's right. Dude, listen, to, listen to his little. No, they really do now. Oh, I mean, like you know, so little. we've said it before, so but like it, it's, it's 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 true. It's. It's more true now than it's I ever true. remember being. It is very true. I don't know if I've ever seen a Dallas team that that has been this. Actually, they are so bad. Yeah, they are historically yeah, historically bad. Their I've defense. Seen... Yeah, 
I've seen um, I I've seen Dallas this bad before though, like the Quincy Carter years. <laughs> that, Good old Quincy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but even like, those years, they were five and eleven. I don't know if this team wins five games this year. And that defense. Well, I mean, obviously they were they were bad enough to get Zeke the one year. So I mean, it wasn't too long ago. Yeah, they, were they, were fifth, really they were fifth overall or something, uh, fourth or fifth. Yeah, okay, that's that. Yeah, wait, Zeke was second, right? Okay, that okay. That, oh, he was taking fourth. Fourth. He's fourth. Okay. Yeah. Which okay, true. That that could be the point. That, that could be the case. But this defense. So say that the problems weren't Jason Garrett. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I think in the text thread, or, or maybe we're talking about it during the fire. Um, since it's Dallas week, this is a good time to bring it up. As, as excited as um, Jerry Jones was during the draft, and as great as we all thought it was. Um, for them to make a pick and and to solidify a an already embarrassment of riches position to where their offensive firepower was like unbelievable with Dak and C and and uh, Amari Cooper and Gallup and Elliott and you know the tight end was starting to come together and and really look good and then they get C D Lamb you're like oh my god this and that and but they they weren't expected to take it it was just it was just sitting there and like you know the more firepower great. And now, now you're sitting here and reflecting on it. Maybe they should have taken Barry. Yeah. Maybe they um, need the, a linebacker. I mean, linebacker, I know they have a couple of them, but there was a cornerback, I'm sure, that their 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 secondary is atrocious. There was a cornerback that they were like everybody had them taking the cornerback. Yeah, um, and I, Mike, that's a good point. And you are the one that brought it up when we were sitting around the fire last week. Um yeah, like Prescott, but, he was throwing for fucking four hundred freaking yards. And yeah, but, we're losing. Yeah, yeah, and we're that's the, that's the thing. I think I'm I'm not defending Jerry Jones because he's a terrible drafter, like, and he refuses to give up control. But like, I think the Cowboys were shocked that Ceedee Lamb was still there. So it was like, oh my god, he's there. We have to take him. But did they? No, they didn't have to. No, the. the they didn't. Like, no, they didn't right, right. Like they didn't have to, but I think that's what happened. Was they like, took the best available player available right, at their right. at their top, which like, is a great draft. Right, like CD Lamb was slated to go in the top ten. Right. Oh so no, that, I I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I'm sitting here and I'm like, yeah, that's great, but you got to work like you needed to address all the right. positions, and you. And that's you, what I. But that's what yeah. I was saying, Mike. Like, I agree with your point. Like, I think that's what happened with them. Like, like, like you know, you get to 16, and Jerry Jones is like, oh, my God, CeeDee Lamb's there. And Jerry Jones, more than anybody else, wants to, make, wants to make a splash. Shocking mm-hmm. all player. Right. So, wow, we got CeeDee Lamb. Look what I did. Yeah, congratulations. Right. Look where you're at now. Right. But, I mean, their offense was moving. Their offense was good. It wasn't the issue. It was the defense. Right. Doesn't matter. Their, their, their offense still would have moved if they didn't draft CeeDee Lamb. Oh, right, 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 right. But I'm just yeah. saying, what's going on now, I mean, the Should team is a disaster. Defense. The team is a mess. But the yeah. problem there is the defense. I, right. j- just for that's where you needed to address that side of the ball instead of taking oh. the, the shiny Ferrari. Right. Just for one okay. second, I, I forgot. I, I wanted to. I wanted to ask Bob when he was on with us. He has a new show on Tuesday nights. Uh, it's called Beers with Bob. 
I I oh, nice. I completely I wanted to mention it. I I completely forgot it was on my list, and I I forgot to mention it. To, but so well, ninety seven five fanatical Tuesday nights. I think it's from six to seven or seven to eight. I, I forget. I'm sorry again. Like I want to ask him. Beers with Bob on, on the fanatic. That's that's awesome. So is that when he uh, like he rates the craft beers, Sean? I see, that's what I I don't know. I just saw it promoted. And I I just wanted to push yeah, that. Yeah, I so. watched it before, and he had he had a few people in there where they're rating craft beers. Oh, see, oh okay. Fuck. Damn yeah. it. Damn it! All right. Well, yeah, here's a sure Bob. We can, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get him on again sometime. So, uh, I agree with you, right? Uh, they 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 missed the boat there. Um, they should have taken defensive player instead. They try to be, you know, who said the Ferrari? Was that Mike? Who said the Ferrari? Yeah, yeah. it was Mike. Yeah, yeah. like it, that's the absolute the truth. I mean, they 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 went for the Ferrari instead of building up that defense. Sean Lee, who's always hurt. How about you know? You have a nice, a great player in Vandebosch. You have Jalen Smith. You have some nice players on that defense. It's Vander Esch. What did I say? Vander Bosch. Oh. Whatever. Whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> there was a Vander Bosch, though, that used to play. Yeah, but the, the, the Cowboys <laughs> for the past 10 years always have a great linebacker. And what have they done? Yeah, their their cornerbacks are, are trash. You know, Claiborne, all those guys that come out and end up not being anything. And then they lost, you know, lost the other one last year. And, um, they had nothing there. You know, Byron Jones left, and you know, yeah, Byron it. Jones again. They signed Amari Cooper and then let Byron Jones go. You know, well, how they, bad does that look? Maybe, maybe they keep Byron Jones and then draft Ceedee Lamb to replace Amari Cooper, and they and, look and better. Yeah, and it looks better. Yep, yep, it's true. Um, so but fuck them. I don't care if they don't look good. I'm glad they draft. They look good. No. I'm, I'm I'm totally glad, but I you know I thought it was I think it's worth yeah, talking about yeah. like they fuck up like and I you know as bad as the Eagles and as you know and the other thing is is as much as we shit on the Eagles for their drafts and everything else they, it, it happens to seemingly seemingly to everyone and the other thing that that's great about what's going on with Dallas and again since it's Dallas week is McCarthy is a train wreck there McCarthy they are they are killing McCarthy. They're shitting yes. all over McCarthy, and McCarthy's shitting all over them. It yep. is, yeah. it is, and, it yeah. is like a popcorn ready, yeah. perfect scenario. If you hate Dallas, yes, and I, you know, I don't want to. I know you're going to play that good for you thing, but like I, I said it, dude. When they hired him, I was like, yes, yes, because McCarthy's a terrible coach. I did. He had Aaron Rodgers for ten years. And even when they won the Super Bowl, that wasn't a team he built. Oh, good for there you! <laughs> I wasn't going you know to. I, and I was like, all right. But that I, I after the year, yeah, like, no, no, that's, it's, yeah. But after they won the Super Bowl um, with McCarthy, McCarthy did nothing with that team, and they had one of the best quarterbacks ever. I mean, ever might be a little stretch, but whatever. Um, and. The Packers did nothing. Mike McCarthy's a terrible coach. Terrible. I don't know. Coach. I mean, I can't. I, I didn't know, but I can't. It, it's hard to argue that right now. I mean, for for the team to trash him and then them Sick games in, yeah, yeah, and then him to right. trash them for not standing. Maybe he's right. Maybe they should have stood up for. You know, I heard the argument. Oh, they're young players. They should have stood up, but like. That team is a mess. There, there's yeah, there's, there's no, I, there's I no excuse for that. Andy, I agree with them with the Andy Dalton thing. Like, like, you know, because somebody's got to jack somebody up. Right. That happens to Carson Wentz. 
like somebody's smoking. Lane Johnson, somebody. dude, Kelsey, Lane Johnson, somebody's going after him. Somebody's hitting somebody. Well, we say that, but Javon Curse or Javon Curse. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Javon, where the hell did that name come from? Javion Clowney yeah. hits hits wins last year, and they're patting him on the shoulders after the play. Yeah, but it wasn't. That's blatant. You know what? You know what? I will well, say that. Maybe it was, but you know what? That was, that's a playoff game. And they and they True. all no, and they all. It was more of real time. He hit him, fell on him, led with his helmet. Right? It was a dirty right. hit. We didn't know that. Who's hit? Who he's talking about? Did the Dallas Cowboys player say something? No. What happened was McCarthy, the Andy, Do- the Andy after the Dalton game. Thing. Andy Dalton got lit up, and, and, and they all just stood there, and nobody did anything. Well, and McCarthy's like, yeah, and McCarthy um, just said that he they should have backed up their player, and, and he was disappointed that they let it, you know, that there wasn't any repercussions to the guy that did that to him. Can you imagine so if, my, if that was Dak? My point – I'm sorry. Oh, if it was Dak, things would be different. Yeah. Like, like – but uh, my point was, Garrett, could you imagine – like, if somebody hit Carson Wentz like that, like, you got to believe Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, they're hurting somebody. And then Sean mentioned the playoff game last year with Clowney. And – um. It just seems like the Andy Dalton thing was a little more blatant. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about the clowny thing. I mean, like you said, it was real time. I don't remember being really pissed off that they didn't at the time uh, when it happened. Right. You know what? But no, I, but you know I, I what? Agree. The, you know what? Half the, you know what? Half the reason that they didn't do it was because Doug Peterson didn't go out the next day and say, "Why didn't anybody attack clowny afterwards?" Yeah, I mean, even even Wentz was like, eh, you know, it's it's a football thing, and you know, it's kind of no one really yeah. came out and defended it because you know what, it was more of a border. So that that's true. Okay, so that's kind that is kind of true. Like it is kind of more of a that was kind of more of a borderline thing where people were kind of debating it, was it dirty or not. There was no debate about the Andy Dalton hit. It was right. well late, and and um, yeah, I mean, I don't know why. What the hell is that guy thinking? I mean, seriously. Yeah, like his his that like Andy Dalton's knee was already down oh, when um, well John Bostic hit him. Yeah, well down. Like so, that that hit was blatant. He hit the Sean Jackson to hurt him. No, he's already on the yeah. ground. His back his back was on the ground already. Yeah, now we he lost. was laying on the wall just about. Yeah, and he now, hit him. now they lose him for probably most likely his. His, his career career might be over, dude. Retire. It's time for him to retire. Yep. Hey, guy can't stay healthy. It's been two years straight. He hasn't played football. It's sad, but he's you know, played. It's, he's, pro- he's, pro- he's probably played what a total of ten quarters in an Eagles uniform when he came back. That's it. Yes. I mean, about that. Yeah. 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 Enough of that. Um. So why don't we? Uh, why don't we get into Eagles Dallas? Oh, you know what? Before before we do that, Gary. You hated the yes. Eagles. You hated the Eagles win, or you hated the Cowboys win. I'm sorry. You hated the Cowboys win. I mean, there's, there's just the one game would have to be when the Eagles stopped Emmett Smith four times. That it made was, me hate hate Dallas even more. Like I've already hated them, but that was the made me. It was actually more like eight times, wasn't it? Because it wasn't. Didn't they have like a. Not maybe not quite eight, but it wasn't like six or seven times because like didn't they get a new set of downs on a penalty or something? And then he stopped. Well, it was it was that game. I'm trying to remember. That, that's when, yeah, it was that that's when the tide started to turn in the division. Mm-hmm. That was ninety seven, ninety six, 
Yeah. It's a 96. Yeah. But um, so Dallas, um, they're going for it on fourth and one, and we stop Emmett Smith. Penalty. And then they called a penalty. That's that's right. Yeah. So um, Dallas gets to go for it again, and I'll never forget that call. Mel Reese. They stop him again. They stop him again. They stop him again. Was he a and, great um, consent person? That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, I'm, that that was um. I'll never forget that. I mean, oh when, when 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 Hulk hit Michael Irvin, knocked him out of the game, ended his career. I was one of the guys that was like, yeah, I was cheering. Yeah, most Philly fans were, bro. I was. Like, yeah. You know, and I was glad he was hurt. Yeah. So, um, when I knew, like, when I first really felt the hate for Dallas. I guess I was um, I was probably about fourteen, maybe a little younger, because it was before that year when my dad got me season tickets for my birthday. So um, all right, so it's Halloween. It's Sunday. Gone! That's all that I got. works. That's all I got. Yeah. So it was Halloween, and um, the Eagles are playing the late game. They're playing the uh the four thirty game. So um. It was oh, raining. the Halloween game. Yeah, it was raining all day. Uh, Ruined my Halloween. Like, yeah. I couldn't go out trick-or-treating. Couldn't go get candy and everything. So, it's like... Couldn't fuck a dog. Right. So, this is ruined. So, I'm going to sit here and watch the game with my dad. So, your day's and, just getting worse. Right. So, it just get, keeps getting worse. Keeps getting worse. Keeps getting worse. And then, well, Halloween, as it's pouring, Emmett Smith runs for, like, 240 yards on the Eagles. Um, I never liked Dallas, but that was the first time, like, I truly felt hate Yeah. for the Dallas Cowboys. Like, from that moment, like, it was like, Ooh, yeah, fuck you. Like, like, oh. I think mine, um, you know, I'm a little, little younger, a uh, little younger than you guys. Uh, so in the eighties, you know, I didn't hate the cow. I didn't hate. I didn't know what hate was. You know, grew right, up in the, I was right. born in eighty one. So like, you know, uh, I would have to say it was. Uh, I think it was ninety one or ninety. It had to be ninety two because ninety one, Randall was gone. Randall got hurt. So it was ninety two, and it was a uh, Monday night football game, and I think the Eagles were seven and two at that point. If I'm not mistaken, and uh, Sean, I'm sorry to cut you yeah. off, Garrett. I'm sorry, Garrett. I think this is the game. If you remember, me, you, and Daddy put a TV in the fucking yard on Amber Street <laughs> and watched Monday Night Football. The Eagles, the, the Eagles and Dallas. Yeah, was, right, yeah, both teams. I think both teams were like seven and two or seven and three. Like they were right around each other. And uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Eagles. I think they won that game. If I'm not mistaken, but either way, that's when I realized how high the stakes were um, between the two teams. Uh, because, and that was again, that was the beginning of their their big run, right? Uh, because they ended up winning in '92, they won '93, they won at '95. So, the so um, you know that was that was kind of the beginning, but like I, you know, I knew how good Emmett Smith was. I knew how good those players were, but until those two teams clashed on Monday Night Football, and I realized how high every how high the stakes were, 
that's when I knew I was like, you know what? This is this is bigger. You know what I mean? I, I can't point mm-hmm. to a specific reason why. Obviously, after that, I can when they start winning Super Bowls, and I was like, oh, fuck this team. And Jimmy Johnson, his fucking perfect hair, and Michael Irvin. I fucking hated Michael Irvin. Everyone hated Michael Irvin. So I hate Michael Irvin. Yeah. So I, I would say that I would say that was that was that point. And then I think it might have been. Um, yeah, and that'd be later after that. But yeah, the fourth and one call, like like you were saying, that was that was huge too. But Mike, mm-hmm. do you do you remember? Because because I gotta be honest, my my first hate though wasn't Dallas. It was the Giants. I really? I, I hate yeah. I hated the when Vice Secondhand ran that punt back and punched that thing. I was so happy. I hated Dave Meggett. I hated um. I just hated that team. I hated their colors, that blue and red, that ugly. I still hate those fucking. I they're the I ugly. Could, I hate. I them. love that blue. Like blue oh, is my I, favorite I hate color. It. I love and, that and blue. And blue, blue probably might be my favorite. Blue and black are my favorite colors. But I just hate that. Like I don't know. They're so like. Ugh. I don't know that fucking logo with the NY on it. You fucking. Mm. I, I hate it. I hate everything about like, that. Like don't get it twisted. I hate the Giants. But like, but, like it, I, I don't know what it is. I just I I never liked that team and and. Uh, like I said, Dave, Dave Meggett is the name that pops in my head immediately. And Lawrence Taylor, I always respected Lawrence Taylor. And I think that was another reason why, too, because I, I liked Joe Montana and the 49ers. Yeah. And when they, they when they beat the 49ers in the uh, 91 playoffs. Uh, or we're, nine, kicking, we're kicking six. Dude, I lost, yep. I, I, I fucking hated it. I lost a, uh, a football pool. It was like 200 bucks, which would have been like, a Which million, a million dollars. Got to like you. about five grand to me. Yeah, and and that game blew it for me. Yeah, that, 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 that I hated the Giants at that point. The year that I realized how intense the rivalry was is when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl in 1980. Now, the uh, Cowboys they had. Uh, now you're 20 embarrassing yourself, you geriatric fuck. <laughs> I mean, they had Tony Dorsett, and in a regular season, but he ran all over us. And then we're in the playoff game, and you know they, they now Dallas has got those pretty blue jerseys on, the gray pants. This is when the blue was a little bit brighter. And um, Emmitt Smith runs out; he gets two yards. Boom! He's popped. Boom! They lay him out. They end up having to punt. They punt the ball. Jaworski throws two passes. The third play, he hands the ball off to Wilbur Montgomery. Boom! Fifty-five yards. Yeah, Dorsett, not Emmitt. Dorsett. You said Emmitt Smith. At, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, Dorsett. I knew you, man. And, Wilbur, and then Wilbert Montgomery hands his handed the ball, and he runs 55 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, and actually, Bob, uh, when he was on the on, uh, the morning show today, uh, when he was talking about um, that that run, he said that's the, that's the run he'll never forget. But he, but also he he left out the. I was, I was, I, I didn't want to hit up on him again. But when he said he was an altar boy, right, and he had ran home. He said it was so cold that he felt like his feet were going to just break in pieces running home. He said it was so cold. And then Jaworski was on the air, and he said when he came out of the tunnel, they had trash trucks on the field breaking up the ice off the the Veterans Stadium turf. Yeah. yeah. I remember hearing – like, I didn't hear it this morning, but I remember hearing that. And he was like, wow, this is is what we're about to get into. Um, Like, they were throwing – the ball was getting frost on it. (laughs) Like when they were snapping the ball, you could see the white. Like the ball was starting to get frozen. Yeah, it, it, was, it was like below. it was like it was like six, seven degrees with a wind chill of like it was ten fi- or twelve fi- below. Fifteen and below. What, the vet sold out. 
Yeah, it did. Yeah. It sold out. Mike, Mike, do you remember your uh, the reason why you hate the Cowboys? Like the first time you felt it, Mike. Not not your penis. The first you know, time you I, I the can't, Cowboys. I can't think of an absolute first time I felt it, but I just remember the hatred. Oh, um, yeah. Was was the the Emma Smith Irvin Aikman yeah. era? Um, I hated like I hated all of them. Um, I've come around to respect Aikman a little bit, especially as an announcer. I respect that. I've come too. to respect. I, I, I've come to respect Emmett Smith a little bit, although I still feel that he's. You know, I know that I'm going to take shit for this. I still feel that he's one of the most overrated running backs. Overrated. The, he played behind the best. Right. You said shit. All right, so so you have to get into this. How is Emmett Smith overrated? He played behind the best I felt offensive that he line ran of football. Behind the best offensive line that may have ever played. He never got touched. Um, I feel that's his that, fault. Well, I feel that the stats that he puts up that makes him the best ever. Other running backs would have been able to do Barry Sanders. You put him were, behind the that Dallas line, and no one is touching his records. No okay, one is touching his records, but it's not Barry. Like it's like it's just Emmett. Like, like is he? Is he? Barry's still. Barry's still the. Barry's still, still the best. Did, ever. I am Sean. I don't disagree with you. I don't agree. Disagree with that. But what I disagree with is the Emmett Smith overrated. No. Uh, what my my thing is, somebody like Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin. If you if you replace Curtis Martin with Emmett Smith. Curtis Martin might be better than Emmitt Smith. Curtis Martin might have better stats than Emmitt Smith. I, I don't know because Curtis Martin was hurt a lot, and Emmitt Smith was very rarely hurt. Well, Curtis Martin had a long career. I'm just he saying that there's, there's a couple different names. I'm just saying that I feel – Do you remember that? I've always felt that way. I feel that, that like – Do you remember that year Emmitt Smith held out for three games? Do you remember that? Okay. Yeah. I don't. They lost them three games because he didn't play. Oh yeah, because they were. Yeah, he, that's right. When he yeah, came yeah. back, they turned it around. Yeah. yeah, but all right. I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not trashing Emmett Smith. I'm not saying that Emmett Smith is a bad back. I'm just saying that like. That's a bold statement, though. Mike. You call Emmett Smith Cowboys overrated. Ain't, Cowboys. You, well, I mean, is it is it a bold statement to call him overrated to say that like this everyone has been that thinks a he's the best back ever? I mean, I'm not saying I, a bold statement saying Emmett Smith is trash or Emmett Smith wasn't a good running back. I'm not saying Emmett Smith's not a good running back. I'm not saying that Emmett Smith isn't a Hall of Fame running back. I'm just saying that Emmett Smith benefited from a lot of different circumstances that made him who he was. And I think that there was other running backs that if they were in put in the position that he was put in, that they would have been able to put up similar stats. Not every running back, but there's, there's a handful that – if they were in the position that might have been just as good as he were, he was. And so he's that, flawed, but, but but he's flawed for that. Flawed and overrated are two different things. All right, so but he's overrated because he had the advantage of running behind a great offensive line. Yeah, I can't disagree. I look, I think Scotty Pippen might be overrated because he played with Michael Jordan. It's not, it's not Scottie Pippen's fault, right? It's not Emma Smith's right, fault. I, I, I agree I, with him. Like, well, I, I, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's, you know, he was a talented running back. He was a good, great running back, but, but some people put him as the best ever, and I think that's bullshit. I don't think you can say that. I, I, I don't. I, I don't. 
I agree. Just because his numbers are what they are, it's the same thing with Brett Favre, right? Hall Brett Favre, Favre had, no. Hall uh, of Famer, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He would have been a Hall of Famer. Emmitt Smith would have st- probably still been a Hall of Famer than another team. But right. he wouldn't have been the best. He wouldn't have had as many touchdowns, as many yards, as many – all that shit. Same thing with Brett Favre. Brett Favre, um, you know, a lot of people were, like, putting him in the top three of all time. Bullshit. No, before he, before that's, he retired. That's... But why? Why is that bullshit, right? Because there was flaws behind He threw so many fucking passes. He threw so many interceptions. did so many things. He was a gunslinger. And he took so many chances, you know. All that stuff. I think the same could be said for Emmett Smith. I think he was a great running back. I don't think there's. I don't think Mike's taking anything away from the fact that Emmett Smith is a good run, no. a great running back. He was a great run, great, not but, even good. He was great, but great, one of the greatest ever, top three. No. Yeah, I, I mean, if, I can, if you're not touched until you hit a linebacker, and as big as he is, you're not touched by the defensive lineman, and you get to that second level, and that's the first guy that touches you a lot of the times. I mean, the, the, it, it makes it a little easier. I, I understand that, but but to to me to to hold that against him, like that, you know what I mean? He he took advantage of like one of the best offensive lines ever. Like that's not Michael Irvin had a coke habit. We still hold that against him. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and again, I, I mean, holding. I, I guess you're saying that calling somebody overrated is holding. Things against them. And I mean, it, uh, I mean, you are though, Mike. Like you're, you're saying Emmett Smith isn't as great as he looked because of the offensive line he he ran behind. So well, you're I holding, think, yes. you're holding the offensive line against him. I'm holding the fact that it was one of the best offensive line to ever play against him. Just like the fact that I'm I'm holding against Scotty Pippen that he had the best player, probably you know, probably not even arguably the best player ever to play with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I get your point. I just... You I can just disagree. disagree. I mean, yeah, it's fine. We disagree. We, with we disagree. I, That's... Like, I'm not I, saying... I said I'm that not, I was going to catch shit when I said like, it. I knew you I'm, were going to jump down my throat about it. Right. I get like, it. I'm not saying Emmett Smith is the greatest running back ever, but... You, you, him, the thing here... Him, him and overrated to me, don't belong in the same sense. Offensive lines don't get that recognition that a running back would get. So, I mean, if Emmett Smith played that well, they had a phenomenal run uh, line. Like that's, yeah. 17 that line, years. That line was sick. That was, that right. was the, the longest best time. ever. There's some guys playing there for 12 years straight, man, on that team. Jesus right. Christ. Who's that, so, left, who's yeah, that, I mean, who's that left tackle so I always, there? And, and you know what the other thing? Leon the, Lett, um, Jay, um, Jeff Jeffcoat. There's someone else. Um, there, someone else. I'm, um, I'm, 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 I got, I'll Google it. I got you know it. what the other Jesus thing? The, the other thing that I always hated about the Cowboys. You got it, Sean? Yeah. All right. The other thing that I always hated about the Cowboys is, um, even with all those guys, was – the cockroach fans. Larry Even Allen. Even when you were a kid. <laughs> Larry, Allen. Larry Allen. Like, Larry Allen. I crushed the cockroach. The cockroach fans. The cockroach. <laughs> you know, when you're... When That's you're, fucking funny. No, I'm I serious. When you're eight... Or when, you're ten, when you're ten years old or whatever it was, when they were... And, and everybody's out there with their starter 
cowboys jackets or this yeah, and that because they're it's the 90 or you know it's the early 90s and this is when they're you know really good it's like you're in philly and i'm an eagles fan and i just cannot for the life of me yes, understand why you're a cowboys fan. that's where that's where my hatred for the cowboys i think totally maybe more might, so than anything totally mike is there anything worse than a philly born cowboys fan no no yeah is there anything worse than sense. that Right. I'll tell you and what, though, man. Not I, only, I, yeah. not only are they a cow, there's, they're, that's where the obnoxiousness comes from. They, yeah, they feel the, they, they feel the need to defend it at all times. Like I can understand a Giants fan, I can understand a Redskins fan a little bit. There's, they're close enough in proximity to where they might have, you know, a family member might have been down there or this and that. They might have been like, Cowboys. The only reason that you're a Cowboys fan is because when you started watching football, they were the team that was good. And you decided to latch on to them instead of the, the home team right. that, you know, wasn't as good at the time. And that's pisses me off. Yeah. Um, Agreed. I don't, I don't want to, uh, we're, we're not going to do picks tonight. Cause why know. not? Fuck it, dude. Eh. Come on. Yeah. We got, we got, you? we got other shit. We got, we got jukebox. We Gary, got other was, shit. Gary, Gary was with you fucking two hours ago though. What do you mean? All right, yeah, let's let's just do jukebox and yeah, yeah. We we, we got to do picks. We got other we got other shit too. I got other stuff written in here, man. We got to do Eagles picks though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Eagles so let, let's do some evaluations here. So uh, Eagles defense. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Jim Short, <laughs> Jim Schwartz and his defense <laughs> going against the Eagles offense. Um, <laughs> that's great. Uh, Jim Schwartz and his defense going against the Cowboys offense. Uh, this might be. Well, I said last week it should be, you know, it should be a field day for the Eagles, and it wasn't. No. It was, well, it they, still good, only but... gave, they still only gave up 20 points, right? So it wasn't Yeah, they had a couple terrible. turnovers. So yeah, they, they did they all got, right. Like Bob Cooney said earlier, though, they I mean, we talked about it on the show on Friday because we, you know, it was a Thursday night game last week. They got lucky. Evan Ingram drops, catches that pass, game's over. And and Carson Wentz doesn't yeah. get his chance for his 10th tenth, tenth comeback. Um, I I'll tell you I'll I tell you what. They're going to have trouble with Zeke. No, you know what? I'll tell you what. They, the Eagles' run defense is supposed to be their strength. And they're facing a third-string quarterback who has no business being there. Dallas' offensive line, clearly, they're getting a, a guy or two back. But their offensive line is not, it's not that great. It's not good, I mean, no. The Eagles, the Eagles should have a field day. The Eagles' defense should, like, be licking their chops. They should have five sacks, a fumble recovery, and a pick tonight, this week. I mean, I, it, I don't know if it, they get a defensive touchdown, I, but I, I picked this up, defense should, yeah. I picked up their defense because I, I think they're going to have a field day against this this kid. This kid. My only I'm starting to for Pittsburgh's defense. Oof. My only f- – oh, well, they're going against Baltimore, though, so I get that. Um, the one thing, though, I'm going to bring up a name, and you guys are all going to have fucking nightmares about it. Joe Webb? Joe Webb. I'm hope... sorry, dude. I'm sorry. No, no, it's good. I hope I hope we don't have a, another fucking – what are you apologizing for? I'm glad you're on the same page as I am, man. I hope well, we don't been, have – He's been cutting you off all fucking night. Yeah. Well, Go fuck yourself. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. Sometimes I'll start a sentence. And I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Feel your fucking Carhartt shirt. Can't get a fucking <laughs> word in edgewise with this cocksucker. So, 
uh, you know, it, it's one word, and when it's you make truth that though, noise. It's, it's the Joe, it's the Joe Webb thing, man. I, I, I get worried. I was a Tuesday. Remember, I, I, should, what you I said should. I said should. We'll never forget <laughs> Tuesday that, night. Babe? Tuesday night game. I just say mark my words. They will. I said they should. Night game, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that is obnoxious. When three of you were fucking talking at the same time. I didn't say a fucking word. No, you were just. Yeah, it was just that's true. Right. It was just you guys. I was trying to prove a point. Ryan was just arguing with his brother again. <laughs> <laughs> that was a remember that blizz. That was the blizzard game, and and the Eagles game was moved to yeah. Tuesday. I think still second Tuesday game of all time. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they were fourteen point favorites, I think, in that game. They fucking lost to the Vikings. Anyway, so that's that's in the back of my mind. <laughs> but let's let's move to the other side. I agree, guys. Uh, the Eagles defense should eat this up, right? Eagles offense against the defense of the Cowboys. What do you guys got? Eagles offense. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah. You know I, what the, the the. If it was if it was Dak back there, you'd say that the the Dallas offense would beat the Eagles defense. The Eagles defense is middle of the road, somewhere maybe a little bit better defensive line, but the the Dallas off defense is one of the worst in the league. So you throw a. The worst mediocre the offense. You're going to give the mediocre offense the, the not. Dallas's defense can't stop the run. They can't stop anything. They can't stop nothing. They don't have Boston, a. Boston, Boston, Boston Scott's going to get 100 yards tomorrow. Jesus Christ, you and this fucking running back thing again. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They they got a. Bruh. They, <laughs> I haven't played that in a while. Bruh. 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 They they don't have a they don't have a um they don't have a pass rush at all. That defensive line allows a league worst three point one seconds before to get to the quarterback. If Carson Wentz is running for his life tomorrow on Sunday night, there there are major fucking concerns. Now first Dallas Goddard is probably playing. Miles Sanders is not. Miles Sanders is out. You don't I'm not worried about that for this week. Lane Johnson Lane Johnson, mark my words Lane Johnson will be out of the game for a, uh, for a bit of the game. He he will walk off the field limping yeah. at some point Jason, and be out. And out. And, and Jason, out. Like Jason you're Peters, not, too. Like, yeah, like we, we talked about, that. you're not going to see the real Lane Johnson all year. Not going to see real Johnson all year. Like if right. their defense is that bad and it takes them that long to get to the quarterback and they can't establish a rush, he should just take take time off and rest. Like, take this week in the bye. You know what I mean? Come back for, for the Giants. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know what? You say that, but Lane Johnson, you know, and I'm not taking any – like, I'm not saying he's a bitch or anything. I'm saying Lane Johnson's a gamer. I mean, obviously, he's really hurt. If, if Lane Johnson's healthy, he's, he's out there. He's or, if, Lane, if Lane Johnson has any chance of playing, he's, he's going to play. He's or not going to Right, so you look at this guy. He's got a he's got a banged up knee. His ankles tore up. He's going to play. Jason right. Peters misses four games for a fucking toe injury. Jason Peters is um, done. He's milking it now. Okay, I, I, and we've he's had this conversation with it because he's Jeffrey Lurie's pet. All right, but the and we. Well, what are you going to do? You already paid him. All right. Fuck you. But we've him. had we've had this conversation about Jason Peters. But if Jason Peters is healthy, with the shape the offensive line lines in, like I want Jason Peters back. Yeah, but I don't. I, don't, I want Milano to stay where he's at. 
Okay, the, Doug Peterson already said he most likely is. So where's Peters playing? Guard. Guard. He is playing guard this week? Yes. Oh. I mean, Peter, the, Peterson didn't come out and say it, but you can't take Milata out of the lineup. You can't. No, he's they're, – they're, they're taking Milata out. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Milata's out. Peters is playing left. P- Peters left, is playing uh, tackle. Yeah. P- Milata's out because he went back and said – I compare this to the, which makes no fucking sense. I compare this to when we benched Nelson Aguilar back in 2017 or whatever it was. First of all, you can't compare that because fucking Aguilar w- was struggling so badly that year that yeah. that you had to do. And then Aguilar how, went off and saw a fucking sports psychologist. How do you pull Malata? I don't know. It, like this was a three-year fucking project, and like he's playing fucking he, great. He's playing fantastic. He's going to rotate in with Lane Lane Johnson. See, it's not going to matter. And here's I, I put this I put a, a blank a blank message out. On, I put it on Corner Plus Sports at Corner Plus Sports on Twitter. It doesn't matter. Peters will be out by the second quarter. Relax, Gary. I think your I think your point's a good point. It has between got, yeah. Jason Peters and Lane Johnson. You might as well start one of them because one or two of them are going to be limping out at right. any given time, and having Malata in to replace them is is a good insurance policy. You can't have well, I guess you could have Malata in to, re, to just start and then, but I, I guess they feel Peters is still better than I, I don't know. I don't know what's. But going maybe on. you need maybe you need maybe you need Peters to start so that if Malata, if Lane Johnson goes out, you have Malata that you can shift in there. You can't have. You can't shift in the middle of a game. You can't shift Mulata, the right tackle, that, and then that, put Peters in. That's that's not going to happen. That, so you have to have Mulata in to replace one or the other. That, 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 that's a good point, but, like, Jason Peters is a legend here, and he's leaving a seriously, seriously bad taste, man. It's like, come. He did it a couple years ago. I mean, you know, Ron like actually brought jet. it up. He did it a few years ago when he walked off the field in the middle of the Washington game or whatever at the end of the year when it was a important that was, game. That was under Chip Kelly though. But it was still But Chip Kelly but I hear that like and I understand that point but Chip Kelly lost the whole fucking locker room. So like I I, I can't I'm not yeah, putting but that you know on Peters. Yeah, but you know what? Even so, you have a shit manager. You still have integrity to do your job. All I'm saying about Peters is his his legacy's etched in stone. It is. It like, is. Like just, he, he's putting hiccups on it now. Yeah. Like it's it. Like he's leaving. He should have never. He should have never came back. They should have never. No, he's shutting off. He's leaving. Can't blame him for grabbing the money though. He's leaving a stain on the sheets. Is what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he should have just rode into the sunset, man. Take your ring. Like you're a bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer. You may be the best left tackle. Ever. You old fat like, bitch! You fat bitch! You're embarrassing yourself, you geriatric fuck! That's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. But am I wrong? Like, he's at least in the conversation of the best left tackle ever. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's, I he's, don't he's, follow left tackles enough to... Yeah, he's, he's in the... Con- he's definitely... I mean, he's definitely top five. Without it, right? Yeah. Who, who's Orlando Pace? Yeah. 
Well, we yeah, just we were just talking about uh, uh, Larry Allen. Larry Allen. Larry, Larry Allen played for. Yeah, I don't know if he gets over Larry Allen, but still, yeah. There's. I'm sure there's old old timers. You know, I don't know. You know. Right. But who's, who's right. the guy that played? I don't remember if he's a tackle or not. But who's the guy that played in Seattle for years? Hutchinson or? He was a center. Okay. Yeah. All right. So why don't we uh, why don't we do our predictions and. Um, Eagles game predictions for this week: Eagles versus Dallas. Eagles are looking to go for th- to three and four and have a two-game lead. <laughs> a two-game oh lead in the yeah. NFC East. Um, but whatever. I don't, who gives a fuck? Uh, you know, you could you could be six and six nine and one and make the playoffs and still have a top fifteen pick. So, yeah, if they you know. if they win the division and they're one hundred percent healthy going into the playoffs, look out. I'll how, take it. How great would that be? If, like the, the whole NFC East has top twelve picks. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Oh, because they made the, the team play- that makes oh, the playoffs. You're right, yeah. right. The team that makes the playoffs. Uh, like, man, yeah. they'd be better off not making the fucking play. Anyway, all right. I'm not gonna worry about that right now. Um, <laughs> they're all gonna finish with six wins, and the Eagles are gonna make it the, the the division winner because they got the tie. Yeah. Right. Nah, I don't know if it's going to be that bad. Well, we'll see. Um, predictions. predictions. Uh, Gary, go ahead. Eagle, Eagles 48, Dallas 3. What? Are, are you Jesus serious? fucking Christ. Jesus <laughs> oh, Christ. Damn. 48 to 3. Jesus. 48 to 3. Is that, your, is that for real for real? 48 to 3. You think this oh, team is... Rager's legitimately come, able hey, to Jay, put up 48 Jalen Rager, Jalen Rager, four touchdowns. No, Sean, it's not Jalen Rager. No, it's, it's Boston, Boston Scott. Scott He's got, got four, four touchdowns, touchdowns and 175 <laughs> yards rushing. <laughs> no, I guess this he puts shit, up Al Bundy numbers. This shit whole Dallas team, yes. Hmm. All, right, All right, so, um. Bro, I love, I, lo- I bro, I love you, and Dallas is the shit. Okay, that's right. more. Uh, okay, right. okay. Um, the, the Cowboys are a shit team, but the Eagles aren't far from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the Eagles win. I'm not gonna lie. There's something. I'm, for whatever reason, in the back of my mind, I'm a little. Like, I don't have a great feeling for whatever reason. Hmm. But, you know, you look at it just like where they're at. The Eagles' defensive line should feast. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Eagles 34, Dallas 17. So, all that about like you're not having a great feeling and then it's a 17 point win. Right. Um, yeah, right I'm now. Going, I'm going with the way I think it should go. Okay. So right now, I think um, I think Dallas is probably the worst team in the um, entire league. Well, at least in the NFC East, which they're not worse than the Jets. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're they're probably the worst team in the NFC East with their third string quarterback and and everything going on. Um. I don't think the Eagles are great. Um, I don't think the Eagles are an offensive juggernaut, even against a bad defense. I don't think they put up monster points. But I don't think Dallas has enough to 
score that many points. So I do think they cover for whatever reason. I'm going to call it 27-14. I think um, despite the Joe Webb factor, which is, you know, eight years ago or whatever it was, the defensive line is going to eat them up. And their defensive line, this is probably my biggest fear, honestly. If Carson has a rough game, I'm legitimately, he could. I'm legitimately he concerned. Could. I'm legitimately concerned against this defense, but I don't. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to have an easy. I, I think I'm. I'm thinking 34-13, and 13 hmm. is going to be modest. I think it's going to be like 13 to six or a 34 to six until like a late garbage touchdown or something. Wow. I think I think they're going to take care of the Cowboys pretty easily. I think the Cowboys are a team that quit. I think that you look at that locker room and you look at the way things are going for them. I just I, I can't. Yeah, I, I, just, I just think that I don't think Zeke's going to be much of a factor because you're going to be up early. Um, you know, you're going to have to pick. Right. And, this has remnants of the last Andy Reid year or the last Chip Kelly year. And for you fantasy players, especially outside uh, the city, <clears throat> Amari Cooper is going up against Darius Slay. And either Ryan don't or Garrett, start him. Don't start him. I'm sitting him. Don't start I'm sitting him this week, yeah. especially because of the quarterback situation. I'm sitting C.D. Lamb. So am I. You're sitting, you're sitting C.D. Lamb? Is that what you said? Yep. Yeah. And Amari Cooper in four games against Slay, four catches for 40 yards. Yep. He, he just doesn't he doesn't nah, produce against Slay, him. Slay is, has a history of shutting him down. And Amari Cooper hasn't been that good this year, so you know, like, and that's in years when Amari Cooper's been good. No, Amari, I mean, Amari, no, Amari Cooper's Amari, been really good this Amari year. Amari Cooper's been great this year. Really good. Really? He, yeah, he's yeah. Like a top five, top six fantasy player this year. Really I, good. Yeah. I had him up until two weeks ago when I traded him to Sean, dude, and he yep. like, oh. consistently put up 28 points for him. Yeah, he's been – I'll be damned. I, I yeah. thought he was bad. No, nah, overall, he, overall he, scores, he, he's he's top he's top ten right now. So before before Dak went out, he was having a monster year, dude. Okay, yeah, I thought that Gallup and, and Lamb were were the monsters. Gallup hasn't done no, shit. Gallup's no, been awful. That was that was, was Cooper, man. It must have been it must have been the one week that I played against Gallup that he lit it up. He had he one. Had, he had, had one good week. I think the second week yeah. of the year he had a one a good week. That was it. Yeah. He I actually dropped him in like all my leagues. Yeah, he's not doing shit, and. Nah, well, anyway. Um, I have another topic, but I think I'll save it for next week. Um, basically, you know, we're watching guys like Nelson Aguilar succeed uh, in other towns. So I, I'm going to save that for next week. So why don't we why don't we do jukebox? Are you guys good with that? Yep. All right, so we're all picking the yeah. Eagles win. All of us are picking an Eagles win. Uh, which is all of us are picking them to cover, too. Yeah, that's rare. Even with the line, yeah, that's rare. Continuing to move up. What is, what is it? Seven right now? Nine and a half. I think. Nine, nine and, and a half. half. Oh, Jesus Christ! That's, yeah, I don't that's actually a Dallas line. Probably is division game. Oh, it stinks. Anytime that we all like unanimously agree, it's almost always the opposite. Then that's the the. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you're yeah, if you're better and all four of us are unanimous like and, and like no doubt about it, like bet the mortgage on it, you should probably go the other way. Yeah. So I'm not I, saying that Dallas wins, but you should probably bet that Dallas covers. I have future audio for when the, the Cowboys get blown out um after Sunday night's game. 
I have future audio of Mike McCarthy. Oh, by the way, I got it. All right, let me let me do this, and then I got to tell you what Zeke said. Uh, future audio of of uh, Mike McCarthy after the game, uh, after he loses his job. Please, man. <laughs> so Ezekiel Elliott was asked in a press conference. Um, about all the changes that are being made with the team, like they've they've traded like guys left and right this week. Did you did you hear what happened with the Don Don Terry Poe? No, I didn't hear the whole story. I know he's gone, but I didn't hear. Well, what the, the, well they tried they, to trade they traded their defensive lineman. Yeah, Emerson Cre- they, Griffin's gone. Yeah, yeah. But they tried to trade Poe. Nobody went for it, so they released him. And then Jerry Jones came out and said, "Well, when you got a guy who doesn't want to, you know, work out and make oh, it." Oh, he was fat as like, shit. Yeah, like if, if a guy doesn't want to work on his weight, work on his body, and, you know, keep himself in shape, you know, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. I couldn't trade for him. <laughs> uh, dude, this is – this, you know, in, in the, the midst of all the COVID shit, this is something that at least makes me happy. I hear you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, so uh, so Elliot's response to the question was, you know, how do you feel about all this? He, I don't know. I I don't I don't I I don't know. Well, you know, do you think this is going to spark the team? I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. That team has already. They're done, dude. They're toast. Seven seven games in, that team has quit on the coach, man. I tell you what, and I'm not a McCarthy fan, like obviously, but yeah. for yeah. a team to quit, like you don't quit on your coach, man. I tell kind you, of like what Jason Peters did to Chip Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck I, you, Mike. I tell you what, man. If uh, if the Eagles lose on Sunday night to the Cowboys, where would that rank among worst defeats ever? Honestly, and, and, and that's not that's and that's saying that the Eagles aren't a great because they're not the, the Eagles probably should not be a, f- a playoff team. Um, but, no, absolutely. But not. let's just say because of a badly beaten as Dallas is, granted the Eagles are have their own you know injuries as well, but they're getting healthy and they're starting to come around and and Wentz. It's and, not. And, we're right now in the here and now. We're going right. to say it's top five ever. But in the scheme of reality, it's not a top ten. Would you think of like the Tampa Bay loss? You think of the Minnesota that's loss, a, the Joe Webb loss, when a lot more was at stake. When it was a first yeah. round buy and all that shit was at stake. There's a lot of playoff implication type games. Even this game, even if there is playoff implications on it, this remember, team isn't uh, going anywhere. I, I remember uh, a Jake, a Jake Plummer. I remember a Jake Plummer oh, loss that God, was bad, dude. I remember it. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, I bet you you can. I'm 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 almost positive that if you pulled up, you could find ten double digit um, times where they were double digit favorites that they lost, and they're not double digit favorites right now. So, okay. Even against Dallas, it's not Jake Plummer, dude. Jake the Snake. Jake the Loam is another one. (laughs) Yeah, but that Jake, like I forgot about that. Fucking Cardinals game! He oh my came god! Came back on us, man. That was horrible. They threw for like five hundred something yards that night. Like uh, five hundred. That like it was five hundred and sixty some yards, yeah. dude. Oof. He threw five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Oh my god, oh my god, man. Sorry. All right, well, let's wrap this shit up with Jukebox and let me play some Halloween music to play it out with. So who's doing 2009? Gary. All right. You're up, Gary. All right. Number 10. Whatever gives you hell. The All-American Rejects. <sighs> that was number 10? Is that that? If it gives you hell, it gives you hell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. Number nine, Heartless by Kanye West. I love that song. Number it's eight, Kanye. Single Ladies by Beyonce. I'm a single lady. I'm a single lady. I'm a single lady. I'm a single lady. Fucking pig. <laughs> Number seven, I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. I can't remember Number now. six, Right Round by Flo Rida. Number five, Love Story by Taylor Swift. What is it called? Love Story. Okay. She's a pig, too. Uh, number four, mm. I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. I like that one. Uh, That's a good song. Number three, Just Dance by Lady Gaga and Colby O'Donis. Mm. Number two, Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Pop, 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 Poker Face. That was 2009? Yep. Wow. wow. Number one, Boom Boom Pow by the Black Eyed Peas. Boom Boom, boom, boom pow, pow. Boom Boom That's pow. actually a cool song. I like that song. Yeah. Actually, I like, I like boom, that boom, one. Boom, and you know what? I boom, got a feeling. Right? I got a feeling song? the great song anytime that like, you know, I've got a feeling. there's like a championship or anything like that or any any real fun loving type. That's a great song to play. Uh, number 12, Dead and Gone by T.I. featuring Justin Timberlake. Another great song. That's a great song. Uh, 14, You Somebody by Kings of Leon. Oh, I want to eat a, somebody. That's funny because that's on my list, too. Uh, mm. Number 21, The Climb by Miley Cyrus. Climb wow. that asshole. The Cunt <laughs> by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Party in the USA, number 29 by Miley Cyrus. Oh. I remember that. Party in the USA. Oh, it's so bad. Number 34, What You Say by Jason Derulo. What You Say. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Uh, I feel like I know more of these songs than I have in the last five years, six years we've done. Yeah. Number 37, Mine. Birthday Sex by Jeremiah. 30, Don't know it. 38, Sober by Pink. That's a great song. Yeah. That's a great fucking song. Number 40, Whatever You Like by T.I. You can have whatever you like. That's T.I. Yeah. How the fuck does Gary? Hangover. How the fuck does oh my Gary? God, that's the hangover. <laughs> How does Gary know this shit? Damn. My girl. Was... I, I, I raised daughters. Yeah, that's probably. This is his, this is his second wheelhouse. It's the second win of Gary, <laughs> music-wise. Untouched by the Veronicas. That sounds like uh, not a Penn State song. <laughs> Number 78, 28, 21 Guns by Green Day. That's so depressing. That song. Oh, that song. Yeah. Like, oh, it makes you want to kill yourself. That's so long, too. 121 Guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. 
right. Number, number, number 94, I like this band, whatever it is, by the Zach Brown band. Uh, Zach Brown. Yeah, I'm not a Zach Brown fan. That's pretty much it. All right. Not a bad list. Not a bad list. Our Diamonds by Rob Thomas. All right. 2010. 2010. That's not going to blow you away. I'll tell you that. What the fuck was that? Oh, hold on. Speaking of, uh, I got a question. Um, What happened... What happened when Lim- Little Jimmy? Oh, oh. I got a fucking ad. What happened when Little Jimmy? Uh, where did Little Jimmy go when he got lost in a minefield? Where? Sir? Where? Everywhere. <laughs> what the fuck, man? All right, two thousand ten. <laughs> two thousand ten, number ten. Break Your Heart by Tayo Cruz and featuring Ludacris. Nobody? Okay. Uh, I remember that. Okay. Number nine. Dynamite by Tayo Cruz. I remember that song. Okay. Number eight. Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. Bad, bad, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Number seven. Love the Way You Lie, Rihanna featuring Eminem. I feel like I know that one. The way you know it. Rih- if you heard it, you would know Not it. The way Rih- Rihanna lies. Dude, Rihanna, though. Yo, on her back. Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> she lies on her back. Um, Number six, Airplanes. B.O.B. featuring Haley Williams. Well, Bob. Yeah. I don't remember that one. No. Number five, OMG. Usher featuring Will I Am. Yeah, I know that one. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Um, number four, California Girls featuring uh, Katy Perry, Perry featuring Snoop Dogg. It's a good song. Mm. It's actually a good song. I like this song. Mm. I don't know. I hate, I hate this fucking band. Number three. Katy Perry. Mm. Yeah. Number three, Hey Soul Sister by Train. Ah. Oh. I yeah. fucking so sister, I hate that song. I, how does that how does that make it like what is wrong actually, with people? Actually what, what the fuck is yes, wrong with people? And actually Train does have a good song. It's called Meet Virginia. Like I like that song. Eh. But they, they don't deserve to be in the top fucking ten. Meet Train Virginia. Virginia took a bunch of cocks. The um, meat train. The meat train Number Virginia. <laughs> No, number two. Meat Train Sasha. Virginia. What is it? What was it? Are you, are you just going to shut up for a second? Yeah, it was Meat Train, <laughs> meat train Virginity. State. Number two. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> number two. Need You Now by Lady Antebellum. Yeah. I need you now. Don't act you like know? you know it. it Don't like, act like you know it. That's a country song. Oh. Your country fuck. It is. Number one, TikTok by Keisha. Oh, TikTok. So this was before it became a, uh, a thing. Why do I, I not? Why do I not? I mean, obviously, I probably know the song. Everyone knows Keisha. 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 Everyone knows Kesha. 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 Everybody knows Kesha. Um, so I probably know the song. I just don't know the name of it. Number 21, Empire State of Mind, Jay-Z featuring Alicia Keys. It's actually good. I, that's a great song. Now, uh, granted, now, granted, I have to yeah. say this. I like that one. 
Uh, when we played the Yankees in the 2009 World Series, I hated that fucking song because that's all they played during the commercial right. breaks on Fox. And then they yeah. came out, and then they played the song. And then this year in the ALCS, or whenever the Yankees were – no, it wasn't the ALCS, but I guess the Division Series. The DS, they, yeah. they played it again. I'm like, oh, enough of this. Yeah. Right. But, but it um, is a good song. Yeah, hearing Alicia Keys belt that out. like a, Yeah. Um, number 24, Not Afraid by Eminem. I think I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, I'm t- I tell you what, num- I mean, Eminem has a lot of songs on this, uh, on these yeah. lists we've been doing. Number 29, I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. Here it is again. Yep. I've got a feeling. Yeah, that's, um, that's a good song. That's a great feel-good song. It is like yeah. a, if you're ever feeling good and you just want to like get the crowd like yeah. to kind of you know pump yeah, that one on and, and look at some U-porn yep. and crank one out. It's a good, perfect yeah. song yep. for it. That's a good song to hang up on while you're scrubbing your balls in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a feeling. Jesus Christ! Like that's a song. Jesus Christ. No. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, number 64, Paparazzi by Lady Gaga. Wow. Bruh. Well, now, still on the list, number 67, Party in the USA with Miley Cyrus. Damn. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. This is fucking terrible. I still eat her asshole. Terrible. I'm holding on to her fucking Goldilocks hair. She doesn't have it. Uh, number number eighty seven. Use somebody by Kings of Leon. God again. I made it on the second. Oh, did it eat somebody? Now that I sang that that way, you're never gonna hear that song the same way again. <laughs> That's all right. I haven't heard it in ten years. It's eat fine. somebody. Someone. Yeah, it was two thousand ten. I swear to God, the next. Yeah, it, it, that was like 60-something, and then like in 2011, nobody ever heard of it again. Yeah, but I guarantee you the next time I hear that song, I'm going to I'm gonna be like, eat somebody. I'm going to be laughing in the car. Yeah, but it might be five years from now, and you'll forget. Uh, I hear, but it'll still I, pop I, in my I head. Hear, I hear it you once think? in a while. I hear it once in a while. Still. That, 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 there's nothing else worth mentioning. Wow. That's a 2010's fucking... So I yeah. had a... I, I, I wanted to bring this up. Because I thought you guys would get a kick out of it. So yesterday, I uh, I, I go to the store and, and uh, I'm going to make meatloaf for the first time, right? So I had everything else, you but never the f- made meatloaf. I never made meatloaf. No, never made it. What's the matter? I, 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 I never made it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, you know, like let, let's uh, you know, let's, let's let's make this work. So I I I, I had everything but ground beef. So. Ran to the ran to the store and it's probably and, the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, got some ground beef, right? I and some other stuff, and I and I didn't get a bag because I'm a man. I don't want to, you know, carry a bag. And I come back out and I go to my so car. You're, you're just carrying a hunk of meat. No, I don't have too much. I, you know, one hand's full, one arm's full, and I come out to my car and I'm like, what the fuck? This car next, this this. SUV next to me is over the lines for no reason. Oh my god. I have yeah. like I don't know about ten, I don't know 10 inches of space. I'm looking I'm like are you fucking kidding me right? And it's raining. It's raining. So it's pouring. My head's down. I'm, it's pouring on me 
I'm pissed off. I'm in the fucking rain. There's a car across from my car with their headlights on and in my face, right? The head, their shit's going. Their, their uh, uh, windshield wipers are going, and it's fucking cold, right? And I'm looking at this fucking car. I'm like, I hope there's someone in here because I'm going to fucking scream at them. Like, get the fuck away from my car, right? And I'm looking in the window, and there's no one air, right? I'm throwing my hands in the air, and I'm hitting the button on my keypad, and nothing's fucking happening. I'm like, oh, great. I'm fucking standing now. I'm, I'm squeezed in between the two cars, right? I'm all pissed off. <laughs> the fucking car is not There's open. The horror music's going on. Yeah, the car's not opening. And I look inside. I went, gray interior. It's not your car. This ain't my car. The other side of that car is my car. <laughs> the, the, other- one that's, the one that's got the lights that are flashing at you that yeah. like, are pissing you off. I looked up. Car. I looked up. And the car that was looking across from me with the headlights on is laughing at me. And I had, so I had, I still had my mask on. I had a Hannibal Lecter face mask on. So I had, so I have that on. I just kind of look up and I'm pissed, right? And I, I can't imagine, because that mask is kind of scary as it is. Um, so I just kind of give, like, give a look up and I just shake my head. And I just look like I'm looking for my keys and I... Kind of come around the side and jump in the other car, and I just back out and leave. And I was all embarrassed. You, you know when you like you do something really stupid, and you can feel sweat stains on your arms because you just yes. like, you're an yeah. asshole. That was that's how I felt. And I just let. I'm like, awesome. get me the fuck out of this parking lot before anyone. And I left the mask on because I didn't want anyone to see what I really looked like. <laughs> <laughs> and I just rolled Dude, out. What? And I, I came home and I and I told her I was like, I got to tell the story on the podcast tomorrow night because I, I thought that was pretty good to share. But yeah, that was that that makes up for the, the last ten bad jokes that you did. Douchebag. Oh, uh, you missed the one. You were that was a good joke I told earlier, night, wasn't it? The, the minefield. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you missed yeah. that one. You don't have to say it again. No, no I'll tell Mike after the show. Yeah. All right, guys, it was fun. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, Bob Cooney, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you so tonight. much. That was great, dude. He, he's dude. He's so awesome. Remember, vote, you fat bitch. Vote, yes, you, vote, vote you vote, fat vote, bitch. Vote. Yes. Happy Halloween, guys. Enjoy it with your kids. And uh, don't let the COVID stop you from getting some fucking candy. And uh, we'll see you guys next well, week. And vote, it's gonna, vote, it's vote, stop vote, us. Vote. Uh, no. vote, vote, vote. And we'll see you guys next week. Hashtag, hashtag dump Trump. See you.